Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. <laughs> Greetings, all you deranged deadbeat dads out there. Happy Father's Day. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going out for a pack of smokes, Doug. I'll be back. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to all of you. I'll be back yeah. in time for the end of the show. Don't worry. You won't even notice I'm gone. There you go. Hey, before we get this started this week, <laughs> I have uh, something I want to say. Mammoth WVH, in case anybody doesn't know who that is, that's Wolfgang Van Halen. Ah. His, his CD has dropped this week. Go buy it. It's fucking great. No, can I play the role of the uninformed listener? Go ahead. What's the album's name? It's just called Mammoth WVH. There you go. He named his band Mammoth because before Van Halen was Van Halen, they were Mammoth. No shit. So it's an ode to his father in many ways. But yeah, buy the CD. The kid is awesome. Got pipes for days. Yeah. And plays every instrument on the album and... It is top to bottom fucking awesome, dude. I've heard the whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I mean, I, you know, he put out like six tunes before the CD dropped. It mm-hmm. has 13, 13 or 14 songs on it. And uh, he put out six tunes before it dropped. And, you know, usually you would think uh, the tunes that he put out first would be as strong as songs. Mm-hmm. Well, they are strong, but the rest of the CD stands up to every one of them. If, uh, I mean, it's great. If you would stand it up vibe-wise against any other kind of bands, are there any that come to mind? He's uh, he's definitely in the... If I had to put three bands in there, I would say Seven Dust, Rage Against the Machine, and probably Alter Bridge. Shit, he's I'm got that kind of He's got that kind of vibe going. And I'm telling you, man, the kids' vocals are are insane the guy can sing and he and his harmonies everything everything about the cd is just great man it is so yeah all you moms out there go get that for dad for uh father's day unless he's a deadbeat dad in that case just you know give him a swift kick in the ass i don't know if you're if you're planning on buying the present as you're listening to this though you're already a shithead so (laughs) well and While we're doing this off the top, I want to take a moment. I did not recognize this until after we stopped recording last week's episode, but I posted it on our Instagram account for all those listeners who are so inclined to follow us on social media. We don't really have a big social media footprint, but oh, come on, man! I'm having a little fun on Instagram. We got 11 people. One day I might give out my (laughs) one day I might give out my personal Twitter so you can follow all the political rants or retweets I do over there, but not yet, not yet. Um. So as soon as we finished recording, I I thought that was the appropriate time to look and see if we had any new reviews, you know, after the mics are off. <laughs> and I'm happy to report, gentlemen, that we, uh, since the last time we read any reviews, had received two new reviews. And it's I love a, them both. It's I love a, them both. <laughs> They're... They're very good indications of what our baseline is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who we're communicating with. I think it probably represents the wide swath of listenership that we have. The, <laughs> and I, so I want to read them on air because both of them are independently fine. 
but because they came in like back to back and they're stacked on top of each other visually, if you're reading them, it's like a shot, then a chaser. It's so good. <laughs> so the one that came in first was on June 1st from Bog Daddy from Cincinnati. And it just uh, is titled, Thank God. I've been waiting for the boys to come back for a while, and I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that they posted a new show today. This is one of my favorite podcasts I listen to, and I'm so happy to have them back. Keep it up, guys. Hashtag. And then he adds a hashtag. Uh, one that might trend at some point if we get big enough. Hashtag ignore the narration. <laughs> ignore the nant. God damn. <laughs> well, that's, that's easy for you to say. Okay. Take three. <laughs> maybe this won't be trending, yeah. but it's hashtag ignore the rant nation. Loves you. Don't ever leave us. And oh. I was like, man. Thanks, Bog Daddy. Big ups. Bog Daddy? Is that what he said? Bog Daddy yeah. from Cincinnati. Bog Daddy That's from Cincinnati. That's the only way I can read it. That's the only way I can read his name. Big ups to you, bro. Yeah, much appreciated. Five stars, obviously, was his uh, oh, rating. Thank you. And thank that was his you review. very much. Follow that up the next day with yet another just stellar review. Oh, it's nice and velvety and crunchy around the edges. It's <laughs> this one comes from Big Chief Nakahoma, so I know that this dude is local. And we love our listeners no matter where you're at, even Canada. <laughs> yes. And this one. <laughs> your Canucks, yeah. This one is titled, if you don't listen to this podcast, dot, dot, dot. And then his review is, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I and love I, that. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. I got to say, short and sweet and to the point and gets the full message across. It, I, I think so, yeah. Word economy, something that we're not good at. This guy's got it mm -hmm. in spades. Thank you, Mr. Nakahoma. Yeah, so. Very succinct. Big Chief Nakahoma and Bog, Bog Daddy from Cincinnati. Thank you, sirs. I imagine you're sirs. Uh, I don't know <laughs> any female listeners that I don't have a last name with <laughs> or uh, or that has already been on the show. Yes. I'm I don't know how far we reach with the female demographic. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't see that reach being very far. No. Either way, we, we do salute you. I don't know why, Doug. <laughs> I don't know why either. I really can't. It couldn't be anything I say. Or I mean, I mean yeah. That, that, I know I, I'm completely absolved from any mischief uh, relating to female, you know, outreach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you were uh, guilty of battery on many different, you know, groups of people the last episode. Yeah, so. no, the, the funny thing is, is if, like, uh, word gets out that we're a bunch of woman bashers and we get, like, a whole swath of, like, MGTOW fags come in here and be like, this is our podcast. Yeah, you're fucking losers, too. We are an equal opportunist. We'll shit on anybody. Yeah, yes, oh, we yeah. will. <laughs> we anybody. Fuck. Anybody. <laughs> Any nation, any race. Yeah. Are yeah, you a group? Matter. Are you a group? Fuck your group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck you and your group. <laughs> that, that should cover the and whole thing. And fuck us too. All yeah. right. I think yeah, the no, podcast well, is it. done forever. <laughs> fuck us too. Yeah. So we yeah. suck. Why are you good. listening to this? Yeah. Why are you listening to this shit? <laughs> fuck <laughs> us. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave us a review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys fucking blow. Fucking <laughs> 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 suck, man. <laughs> fuck <laughs> us. Back down to a four point five. We go. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Drop this bitch to one. I don't give a shit. Listen, <laughs> nuke it. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. So, yes, <laughs> thank you to those that still somehow choose to listen. Uh, we will keep doing it as long as we think uh, that it's fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As long as we can giggle at it, we're good. <laughs> oh, God. Well, well, guys, let's get back to reality. Well, wouldn't we? Oh, geez. I, so, I don't know if I'm I'm up for it. <laughs> so, Reality's been scary lately. 
It is. It is. So it's best just to mock it and point out when we think we get it wrong. There you go. And I think that's really the only service I can supply to humanity. Mm-hmm. Not even that good at it, but it's the only thing I. It's the only thing I can do. <laughs> Although, unfortunately, I think we've been getting some things right. Well, wouldn't you know it? We're just crazy enough to not buy into the great messaging from our grand overlords over at, well, any news agency, because they all suck. But I found a funny story. I heard a funny phrase turned on one of the major news channels, that being Fox News and one Tucker Carlson, where apparently now it's safe to come out and openly say, I think feds had something to do with January 6th. <laughs> you think? Hmm. And I know that I, there wasn't much of a warning <laughs> before I just said that. But it, I don't know if you remember, shortly before, or shortly, obviously, after uh, January 6th, we did an episode where I'm, it was titled Capital Punishment. And we broke it down. We talked about it. I talked about the things I liked about it, the things I didn't like about it, how it was stupid, then how it was insane, couldn't believe it was going on. Well, that's because it shouldn't have gone on. And we knew that. We were like, I can't believe they're actually inside this motherfucker. Like, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous. It was amazing. I, yeah. I, amazing I, to watch. And, and what this is, the most amazing thing about it is all, most, I would say 95% of the people that were doing it had no idea the trouble they were getting into. Not they had no idea. No. They were walking around with their cell phones, taking pictures and shit of the inside, like they were on a fucking tour of the place. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, They yeah. had no real intention of actually making it fucking inside, because on most days, they wouldn't have. Right. It's almost, I don't know, as if this might have been set up. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of the things that you see on your... TV or even on your smartphone are highly curated visual effects. And I'm not saying it was like people didn't go in the Capitol and it was all filmed on a soundstage. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they will show you images that show you just how violent it was in pockets. And I'm not saying people didn't get their ass kicked and that crazy people didn't do crazy things. That yeah. Day. Oh yeah. Bad things happened. But I do know this. And that is if they were really serious about not having anybody come in that building, uh, it wouldn't have looked like that. No. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, not at all. Nothing no. like that. No. And and nothing I'm saying is supportive of Donald Trump or the MAGA movement or the Q tards. Like, like I said, I think I just cleared it up a minute ago when I said, fuck all groups. I think you're all gay. Uh, just like I am about activist and political, whatever. So it's all gay. It's all theater for me to laugh at and mock. Well, it's all further signs that we are being herded. We are is the entire government is treating us as the sheep that most of the American public are. Well, there's always a carefully crafted narrative that is intentionally put out there at certain times and the messaging can change based on what they want you to think or feel about something. Because then they can come in from the side and really sidewise, sidewind in what they actually want. All right. You know, the biggest indicator to me that it was a setup, just watching it on TV. Yeah. When you're watching it as it actually happened, you're talking about DC, dude. You're talking about fucking the power structure of the United States of America. Yeah. 
and all they had was the Capitol Police. That right there alone showed me there was no National Guard lined up. There was no presence of any kind of force yeah. saying you're not coming in this building. It was weak it was, as exactly. Fuck. It was mm-hmm. it was totally weak, and it was totally. Um, to me, it was like they just, they let it happen. You know, yeah. they just let it happen. Yeah, because here's the thing. Look at what the Capitol looked like for the next five months after yes. that day. Yeah, a fence around it, and and they knew it was coming. Yeah. It was on social media for weeks, a month before it happened. You yeah. know, they were saying January sixth, January sixth, we're coming to DC, we're coming to DC. It's not like it was a surprise. Well, even Parler dropped them a line, and we're like, <laughs> uh, we think something might be erupting. Just heads up. Right. Well, and not only that, you have you have one of the brightest minds in all of dc <laughs> uh miss socialist titties herself aoc coming out and she had a little thing to say it's about 44 seconds that i'm going to play uh and then i got another video that i'm going to play after this is this but, another one where she's fearing for her life well i'll just play it and let you guys decide <laughs> yeah one of the things that i would like us to dispel is the idea that this insurrection and this attack happened suddenly. That we couldn't see it coming and that it was like just this outburst and all of a sudden a bunch of people rushed the Capitol. Um, I want to dispel with that notion very quickly because everybody knew that something was going to happen. Um, and again, I do not speak for any other, let me, let me actually rewind this. Yeah. You better rewind it because your handler's about to lose yeah. her fucking mind. Yeah. I'm pretty sure somebody was, uh, blowing her phone up like, shut the fuck shut up. up. What the because, fuck are you saying? Because it's the same dichotomy that worked with Trump is that he's a brilliant mastermind con artist of the millennia. And he's also retarded. It's like. Can he be this 4D chess guy who also puts ketchup on a well-done steak? Like, is he a is he a blithering idiot or is he a genius? Same thing that AOC is doing here is you can't you can't say you never saw this coming because that makes you look stupid and ineffectual, right? But you also can't say that you knew it was coming because then it also makes you look very highly suspect, like you might have played a role in it, right? And I happen to reside on the ladder. Mm-hmm. I know that they knew it was coming. They said so in their own documents. If you read the the statements and the police reporting from the former chief of the Capitol Police, he mentioned how how they knew it was coming, all the different channels they were in touch with for months leading up to it. They knew about the chatter on social media. They knew the groups that were going to show up. They already had put into place and requested for that line of defense yeah. and National Guard and all this. Right. And they were denied. You denied it. Routinely yeah. denied. And you just heard from Miss Socialist Tatas herself that, yeah, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And th- so there's your, you know, there's your proof right there that they, I'm not going to say they planned it. I'm not going to say that, but they let it happen. And I feel the same way about 9 11. I'm not going to say they planned 9 11, but, but they, they were, let it happen. And they were yeah. a participant. I, but I'll, they let I'll, it happen. Now, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm not going into the whole 9 11 thing because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. there's a lot of things that I believe about that that, that a lot of other people don't believe. But <laughs> I mean, it's been proven. Well, but, I yeah, I don't necessarily want to get into 9 11 <laughs> either. But 
as far as this capital case, I, I, I know, like, I'll come out and say, I know for a fact they knew it was cup. Yeah. Yeah. Based nope. on their own words and their own reporting. Right. right. And plus my own two eyes. Yes. I will I will take it one small step forward and I will say that they played an active role in it happening. Yes. Now that I will say letting it happen is one thing, taking an active role and making it happen Provoking is it. Yes. Yeah. Now there was a lot of talk and I don't even want to get back into this argument, but there was a lot of talk about Donald Trump incited it. That may or may not. There's a there's a football field wide uh, nuance narrative that we can have, which I don't really care to, on whether or not he did. I will play some video now, or I guess audio, um, of somebody actually inciting it. Yeah, and well, I believe this person to be a well. Let me just put it this way: a federal employee. <laughs> I love that. So it's beautiful. It, it's great that, that there's so many phones out there now. So that to put it in context, that was a video taken from a live stream on January 5th, the night before the 6th. And I'll post this video up on our Instagram. It might get snagged. Um, it might get deleted. I don't know. I put it up on Twitter and it's actually doing quite well. It's right. my most successful tweet of all time to this point. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but so what's happening in this video is if everybody remembers what was leading up, they had demonstrations for a couple of nights leading up to the six, this whole whatever uh, bunch of douchebaggery. But much is the case of 2020 when you have public displays of groups getting out and protesting or whatever. You got live streamers there. Everybody's got a fucking phone out, the video in it. Whatever's going to take place, it's going to be recorded, documented. Oh, yeah. And the beauty about live streaming is, is you can grab it before anybody has a chance to take it down. Exactly. It's instant. And so I did that. I watched and this. somebody can screenshot it before. before yeah. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before the big narrative creators can come in and mold their narrative. Right. So no matter what the the MSNBCs and the AOCs or the, anybody that is trying to wage uh, battle against who their perceived enemies... I just wanted to show, no, this is what was going on before the shit even, this was what was going on when the dude was dropping off pipe bombs at the RNC and DNC offices, which surprisingly, we still don't know who that person is. (laughs) And what, what I also find very hilarious is, I mean, and this is something Tucker um, brought up was that, you know, for every indictment that there is, there are individuals with you know, as heinous, if not more heinous crimes that are not being just glaringly not being indicted. And one of the funny things, if anybody out there is interested, um, Glenn Greenwald did write a very good piece on how um, this very much does look like it was an inside job. Um, But they mentioned, and this is really fucked up, but really funny, is it appears that a I think a, a husband and his and his spouse were both there mm-hmm. 
One's indicted and the other one's not. Uh-oh. <laughs> House divided. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what's crazy to me is it seems like that the U.S. government needs to invest in cameras. Hmm. I hate to go back to 9-11, but you remember the Pentagon. Yeah. The only camera that they had was a fucking, had a gate, a parking gate. Yeah. And yeah. you saw two, three second clips. Yeah. And none of them showed a plane. Not to me, but I don't know. Maybe some people saw a plane in it. I never did. But same thing here. The guy planting the bombs. There's, dude, there's got to be cameras all over the fucking place. There's video of him doing uh, it. Around, uh, that's I've what I'm seen, saying. I've seen tons of video broken down with timestamps. No, I'm at, talking, but I'm talking about government video. You know what I'm saying? Go, uh, b- cameras that they have on site. They, there's got to be cameras all the way around DC. Oh, yeah. yeah there's got to like, be every fucking where. Let's go back into another big what the fuck. The Vegas shooting. Yeah. Back same in shit. 2017. Yeah. The city with the most cameras. Uh, all of a sudden, you know. Oh, well, uh, we don't really have much for yeah, it. You only had the one cell phone footage yeah. of the guy yeah. driving down the road, and you see shit yeah, it, coming out of it. Yeah, didn't the hotel say something like, I don't know, all of a sudden, randomly, the the cameras on that floor just stopped working? Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of that. Now, for the longest, and I'm not going to, like, the Vegas thing, I think, is terrible in every way imaginable. Of course. There's nothing that I think could be, or needs to be said, uh, at least to me, that... I don't already understand that. Right. However, things like that don't just naturally fucking happen. Somebody doesn't just doesn't lose their shit and do that. There's something. There's always something bigger than what you're told. That's all I'm saying. Now, I've listened to investigative podcasts where they break it down and and they hold up the one shooter story and they go into the guy's history. They go into the history of the girlfriend. They go into all this. And I've also heard the other stories where there's. People shooting out of a helicopter and three other shooters on roofs and how the uh, how like Saudi princes were in the area and how it was a total like smoke show that they were going to let this guy take the fall for it. And, you know, he shot himself, but he has two separate, you know, dried up blood and the, the aging of this. He fell on top of the shell casings or there were shell casings on top of him. Therefore, somebody else was still doing the shooting. Like, I've heard it all. And I don't have a definitive, this is what happened, because everything's a leap of faith anyway. But when when shit like this goes down, it's natural to have questions about it. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with pointing out what I see is clear and obvious. That, that it's the message that you are told about what happens is most of the time not at all an accurate account of what actually happened yeah no, and uh, you know one of the points that was made and i don't want this to sound like i'm in any favor of any internet center censorship because n- nothing could be furthest from the truth but one of the things that plenty of people said that the age of the internet was going to bring is the fact that the truth is gonna be out there there's just too many ways for people to share information so the government can't fuck around anymore and the reason why that's wrong is yes the truth is always out there on top of uh, a shit ton of other suspected outcomes and Mulder and scully will find it <laughs> i sure hope so <laughs> there are only hope <laughs> yeah they are but on top of that like can't we find somebody hotter than jillian anderson though 
You don't like Jillian Anderson? No, she she's she's good. Yeah, little it's fucking a, fiery little redhead. <laughs> oh, I, I do like me a redhead. <laughs> okay, we won't go into that. Yeah, all right. We'll we'll veer this bitch back onto the conspiracy road. <laughs> that saucy little minx. So, but yeah, like with the internet, I agree with you, Arona. The truth is going to be out there this time, but it's just going to be in a sea of fifty thousand other bullshit stories that are going to try to take you off of the the of the trail and so that makes everybody conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. at some point it, you're either just gonna willingly buy into whatever narrative is the main approved one that has been sent down like we've all seen the videos where every newscast doesn't matter it, and they cross they, oh yeah they cross affiliates political NBC, political platforms everything they all it, it, it goes across uh fox nbc cbs abc it doesn't matter they all say the same thing right because they're all given their their script which makes everyone that gets their news from them what a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, it right. definitely makes them sheep. It, because, it, well, you know. like, and obviously, and I've I brought this guy up, James O'Keefe, with Project Veritas. A lot of people hate on him because he's biased and he's clearly right wing, and he's only going after left wing politicians or whatever. I get that, but it doesn't mean the shit that he's showing doesn't have some validity. Now, how long can he do this, and how long before he starts making his own stories so that he acts like he's still uh, relevant and valid. I don't know. We might've already crossed that bridge, but if you, especially in the early going, when he was trying to make a name for himself, exposing people, this has already been out there for years. Like the, the news is a, uh, a tightly controlled narrative that is meant to keep some very nefarious people in power. Propaganda. Propaganda. Yeah. It's propaganda. Actually, speaking of uh, Project Veritas, um, I don't know if you saw this this last week, knowing you and the countless hours you spend on the internet though. Um, did you see the, uh, journalist or the, the reporter, uh, that came out on air and was like, yeah, I just dropped a crap ton of stuff on Project Veritas. Uh, just to let you know, uh, we're being fucked with. Yeah, we're being muzzled. They won't let us talk about what we want to, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I saw her. And that chick. Oh, hot. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You fuck Mulder or Scully or whichever one's the Mulder. I, don't, I wouldn't fuck Mulder. I don't even know who's <laughs> what. I, never, I didn't grow up watching the X-Files. I just know that it exists. Uh, just like I would aliens. not fuck Mulder. Put okay, well, the female. What, <laughs> yeah. Fuck the redhead we were just talking about. This news chick, Ooh. she could be the replacement of the fiery redhead, especially since that's a 30-year-old show. But anyway, she's a looker, no doubt about it. Uh, face for TV, that's for sure. But yeah, I saw it. She came out and she was like, truth bomb time. Boom, look, they're muzzling us. But it, it was just about the hydroxychloroquine shit. And I was like, yeah, I already yeah. knew that. that. See, that's the problem is like, all of these like debunkings or uh, exposés are nothing. Like I just see them. I'm like, duh. Who the fuck doesn't know this? Sure. It was like we were trying to come out and say that there were treatments that were viable and very affordable, and and they worked. And it's like, yeah, you dumbass. The reason why they were suppressing all that is because if they had treatments that were proven to work, they weren't. Then they wouldn't be able to enact their emergency powers to push through for this vaccine. Right. There's no pandemic. COVID. Exactly. COVID was always about the vaccine. Always about the vaccine. Now, it could also be about other things if you want to get conspiratorial, and that is ousting a president. Uh, I typically be- or I tend to believe that 
they it might not have been intended for that, but it was definitely used for that mm-hmm. because then you don't you can't use your emergency powers to change all this shit about voting and uh, the election process and all that shit. So whether it was created for that, it was definitely used for that. I, 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 let me let me give you a little conundrum that I saw today. Okay, huh? AstraZeneca, mm-hmm. the, the, you know the one that was killing people with the shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, now they're telling people in Canada that if they got the AstraZeneca shot, if they've had if their first shot was the AstraZeneca shot, they should make their second shot Johnson and Johnson or the other one. And, but <laughs> but they're saying at the same time at the end of this. But if you've had two shots of the AstraZeneca shot, you're fine. <laughs> I'm like, what? What did I just hear? Did yeah. I really just hear that the way yeah. I just heard it? See, that's like the that's the equivalent of the long lawyer speak at the end of like every drug commercial. Right. Where it shows somebody like joyfully walking down a path <laughs> with the sun just kissing their shoulder and they're just like pure bliss. And then for whatever reason, they start taking a bath outdoors in a field. And then it's like at the end, it's like this drug could probably kill all of these people. Right. So uh, yeah. ask your doctor. It's yeah. like, oh hey, didn't need a commercial for you, for me to know to talk to my doctor about medicine. <laughs> Why yeah. are you propagandizing this shit? Yeah, don't worry at all. By the way, this this will not by any means liquefy your liver. It or you no, know, won't even touch your liver. Your we're going after the heart. <laughs> birth defects. I mean, Speaking none of, of this is going to happen, but please take our word for it. Don't take this as your second shot. But if you did, you're fine. You're totally fine. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. That's what they said. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like, I remember growing up, especially in the 80s with helicopter parents, like there were stories about kids getting nabbed up daily. Uh, you know, watch out for the man in the van, that whole thing. And it's like, if anybody's offering you candy or you know ice cream or you want to see his puppy, run. Run. <laughs> they have bad intentions. They don't want to do any of those things for you. In fact, they want to do unspeakable things to you. I see it the same way with this vaccine. They're like, hey, you could be entered to win a million dollars. We'll give you a free joint. You want a free donut? You want to come over here and pet my puppy? You want some ice cream? It's, it's the get in the fucking van. Because we don't have good intentions. We're going to make sure that we get, we're going to make sure that we stick a needle into your body and push this unknown shit into you. And it's not a, like, even if it was just a, hey, take it or don't, I would still say, you guys are up to something. And they're already using the most violent terminology behind it anyways. Go get the jab. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's, it's fun. <laughs> the jab. Yeah. Just a, it's just a little jab. Just a little prick. But, but <laughs> just, just prick. but just that whole you know, you you can't fool me, motherfuckers. Like I was raised in the eighties, where they told me if somebody's promising you gifts, don't ever accept them because you're not going to get what they're telling you. Stranger danger, stranger yeah. danger. Yeah, and these doctors are being a little fucking creepy, and they're strangers. And they wanna, I don't know them, and they want to poke me. <laughs> yeah, what do you want to poke at me? Well, Dad, <laughs> some guy's on the TV telling me he wants to stick me with something and he'll give me free stuff. <laughs> Uh, son, that's a child molester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, run away from him. Well, uh, 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 speaking of COVID and, you know, someone giving us some nice little treats, um, you know, I was, uh, I, I loved The Daily Show, Circa John Stewart. I know many of you have probably heard this, but... It went viral, you could say. Oh, yes. it, it It's a thing of beauty. I have to play it. I, I just... It, play it. Yep. Here we go. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science ha- 
has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. I wouldn't do that to you. I'm so what, what do you takes, but what do you, what, 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 what do you mean by that? Do you mean like well, so this is perhaps this, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Evidence? I'd love to hear. It. There's I don't a know. novel fucking respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. <laughs> a little too weird don't you think and then they ask those scientists they're like how did this so wait a minute you work at the wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab how did this happen and they're like mm, a pangolin kissed the turtle <laughs> and you're like no I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab if you look at the name look at the name can i let me see your business card show me your business card oh i work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, wait, okay. Wait a second, wait a what about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. Alright, John. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. <laughs> yeah, that is common sense right there, yeah. <laughs> which we've been stating since we started this fucking podcast. And even before. Yes. Yeah. Now. Obviously, that's fucking hilarious. Yes. He, he's he's a comedian. A comedian. He he hit all of his comedic marks perfectly. Um, but this infuriates the ever loving shit out of me for what you just said, yes. Doug. Yeah. Because now they're laughing and clapping and like, oh, this would have been. There's one thing about comedy. It's supposed to be dangerous. It's supposed to say the things that are not allowable and polite society for all of the obvious reasons and because they're obvious that's what makes us laugh at them because it is outrageous there's nothing outrageous about what he fucking said no and now that it's acceptable he can say that on cole fucking bear the worst the worst fucking symptom of everything i hate but Colbert, honestly, he was about to shit himself. You can tell. Which just, makes my point for why yeah. I fucking think that he's despicable in every oh, yeah. m- way I can mention. But that's why I'm saying this infuriates the ever-loving shit out of me. Because if you are a true uh, pioneer and a true comedian like Carlin and, and all the greats right. before my time... You know, Lenny Bruce and and Bill Hicks, they would have said that shit in last March. That would have been ballsy. There was not a bit of balls in what he said. Funny as shit, and I love it. I'm glad he said it, and I love listening to it. It warms my heart. 
in a, in a way. But on the grander scale of popular opinion, it infuriates the fuck out of me. Ever since this shit kicked off, this has been well documented throughout our podcast. Yeah. Listen from the very beginning, and you will hear us railing against every fucking thing that they have fed us about COVID. Yeah. yeah. It definitely came from the lab. There's no... I mean, he made it funny, yes, mm -hmm. but it's really not funny. It's not. I mean, yeah. when you... When, there should be a sense of anger when those, in, when those in that first lab few days were happening. When those first few days were happening, like I said, it, it, I've said this on a podcast before. When that shit first kicked off, and I saw that what China was doing to the people, mm -hmm. you know, going around and and fucking hazmat suits and shit and grabbing people and beating the shit out of them and throwing them in trucks. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, something's coming, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so it was a. It was obvious that they knew yeah. something had got out that oh, wasn't yeah. supposed to get out. Yeah. And well, they, and it wasn't like, you know, because if something happened in a market, think about this. If, if it really would have happened in that wet market the way they said it happened, you would have had massive amounts of people getting sick. Now, the, on the Epic Times, we, we've documented that, too. Yep. There was very few people in the wet market that actually got coronavirus. Yeah. There were a very few. There was like a handful. Especially that would be a signifier of an origin of, of a fucking yes. outbreak. Yeah, right. As far as, you know, an animal or something contaminating a shitload of stuff that was in that market. Because, dude, when they showed it on TV... It, they, they're just shit. They just lay shit out everywhere. It's fucking gross. It is definitely <laughs> gross. Now it is a fucking breeding ground for something like Corona. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that's not gonna happen. Yeah. You know. And if you go to the wet market in Wuhan and you, you know, you get you some fucking toad or or eye of newt, whatever you get to eat from that place, <laughs> uh, you're probably playing with your life. You know. Yeah. Now I will say this. I would rather eat a meal inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology than <laughs> I would the, the wet market. Wet market. Yeah. Exactly. But that oh, doesn't yeah. mean that uh, the, the virus had to come from the fucking wet market. Right. It probably came from the place where they're fucking with where viruses. Yeah, where they're actually making fucking viruses. And so... That's well, and also to kind of give uh, behind the scenes a little bit of our, our show, I mean, this is back in December when this there was chatter about what was going on in China. We were kind of testing the idea of doing a podcast so we mm -hmm. were recording stuff doug was scaring the ever-loving shit out of me because both he and jim are over here looking at heat signature maps going oh <laughs> they're, they're burning, burning bodies, bodies. They're burning bodies. <laughs> they were and they were they were burning the shit out of bodies well like in the very beginning be because i at least like to think that i'm paying attention uh, as best I can, anyway. Every everything on the internet's a little bit filtered, anyway. If they truly want to get something out of there, they will. But they can't stop everything uh, the second that it comes out. So I was bringing things up. I was terrified of Corona because of all the reasons that we've stated, right? And and I've said this numerous times: is you know when it came here to America, yeah, I, I'll grant everybody a, a month or two freak out period. Until we have enough data, because the virus is going to spread no matter what, so you're going to get the data no matter what. And once you find out what it actually is, I expect, and and this is wishful thinking, and I know better. Like I said, 2020 has done some things to me. Mm, yeah. But I definitely know better, but I would expect that our leaders would act accordingly and not actively kill 15,000 unnecessary old people in New York 
not lock down our world economy for which we'll we'll likely have to make drastic um you know economic reset kind of shit and a, and a global economy and all, all the build back better bullshit that you're hearing out of the world economic world economic forum it just leads me to start question more and more uh not only did it come from the lab obviously yes but all the things that this is going to bring about i have to leave the door open for was this intentional yeah and that's where i got to sit for now i'm not i'm not not sitting there because i'm scared to say something dangerous like i just railed against john stewart for not having the balls to say that shit when it actually was dangerous the people that have the balls to come out and say something that is quote unquote dangerous that are later proven to be right those are the motherfuckers that you listen to yeah those are the people that you seek out and you at least pay attention to don't believe everything they say question that person as well but those are the people that will at least get my respect and I will listen. I will seek out the opinions of those that I respect more than those that I just want to be a fan of. Well, if you trace the timeline of Corona, it's hard. It's hard to think that it wasn't intentional because yeah. of because of the time that it came out that it that it got loose in China just happened to coincide with that big holiday that they have in China where everybody flies to Europe. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in China flies to Europe. So, I mean, it was, it, it, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm with you. I'm not going to say it was intentional, but all the symptoms of intentionality are there. Yes. Yeah, they are. Oh, that's why through this whole thing, as they're, you know, uh, making all this viral, that's where I'm kind of snickering to myself a little bit going leak, question mark, question mark, question mark. It's like, I don't see a leak. I've never seen a leak. It was intentional they wanted it out there yeah because i'll be honest china has dealt with this a lot more than a lot of other places because of the way they live like this is no different than chernobyl in my opinion and i think i even said this back in the day uh over a year ago i was like this this is a global chernobyl this was something that they were fucking around with they had no regard because under communist rule you just follow your fucking orders you just do as you're told. And the same thing with Chernobyl. They, they were doing like unrestricted testing on the core to see how far they could push it. There was no need to do that. None whatsoever. You know, we're going to take off the safeguards and really throttle this puppy up just to see what happens. <laughs> because maybe they, it'll blow up because the guy giving the orders had no fucking knowledge or understanding of the drastic outcome that awaits fucking around in that arena same thing with fucking with viruses and making known deadly viruses uh well let's make these fuckers jump into humans and see see what happens in that sandbox it's like it's it's a perfect example of you have some really nefarious people doing really dumb things and the once it's released on the people the only outcome can be a greater growth of power for these same motherfuckers that play around in this sandbox without fed posting on my own podcast. This shit needs to stop. Well, gain of function should not exist. No, that should, if you're, if you, if you have a fucking deadly virus and, and you say, Hmm, 
Let's see if we can make it deadlier. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bob, let's, let's play with this and see if we can make it deadlier. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You're, you're an idiot. You're an idiot to even think like that. Now, the military applications and all the shit that they've got for viruses, believe me, guys, we've got enough shit to kill people yeah. in virus form sitting in the CDC right here. Right down the road. Right down the fucking road here. So... Yeah. There's plenty of shit in there that if you want to fucking cause mass fucking genocide somewhere, you've got plenty of shit to do it without fucking with shit and keep fucking with shit. And maybe it'll one day get released. I mean, that's. And I know they always put out the argument. If we're not doing it, then someone else will be. It's, you know, it's incumbent on us to be testing this shit because if we don't, someone else will. And I mean, that mentality right there is the exact thing that leads to mass casualty. It's a, it's a perfect shitty Bond movie. It's like, yeah, somebody's doing evil somewhere. We must go find out and, you know, put a stop to this. See, but, but they don't show in the Bond movie. It's the equivalent of Bond paying the bad guy to do the bad things so that then he could come and rain down on the bad guy. It's like, I don't really know if they could do this without our financial help. And our agreements of, all right, we'll do this for you, but I really don't want you fucking around with these bat viruses. And it's like, oh, come on. But the bat virus thing is like my thing. It's like my jam. I got to I got to have it. And they're like, okay, just this one time. It's like they'll, they'll sell you out because they want to get their shit through. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck about the outcomes. They don't because they'll be, they'll be in an ivory tower locked away from it. And they'll, they might be publicly you know, thrown under the bus and we'll forget about it in six weeks and they'll just move on with their lives. My, my example of it always is Dick Cheney. That man should have died 47 times, I believe. And since he's, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, they're pumping him full of something. They know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They know how to kill shit. They know how to make shit bigger. Mm -hmm. I believe there's cures to cancer. I I believe the cure to cancer has been there for years. Yeah. Are you saying Elysium exists, Doug? I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just saying this. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, if there, with the amount of money and study and research and shit that has been thrown at everything, mm-hmm. I'm talking about cancer, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, AIDS, all of it. There has got to be. It's it, they have got to have. There has to be someone that has found the cure sure and the, and there's no none of us are ever going to see the cure no. because there's more money in the than keeping you sick and just keeping you alive just long enough to suck all your money out of you and then you can die yep so we'll never see the cure but you know people like dick cheney like like these these really powerful people they will see things like that they they will get uh, like some sort of uh, experimental, oh, yeah. <laughs> experimental, whatever that all of a sudden cures them of whatever the fuck it is that they've got. Yeah, and it's it that shit's not experimental; it's the cure. Yeah, they and they and anytime they throw the word experimental up in front of something and somebody miraculously survives, that's called a cure. <laughs> that's what it's called. And you know there and there is they they have, um. Uh, uh, vice did a fucking show on this three years ago four years ago there is a cure to cancer they they are they do it with the aids virus the measles 
and one other virus. There's three viruses. And what they do, what they did is they took those viruses, they took the cell, the, the uh, things out of the virus that makes you sick with the disease, mm-hmm. and they inject those, th- that shit into people with cancer, and that virus attacks the cancer cells and eats them, eats yeah. them all, yeah. and, and doesn't touch the healthy cells. Yep. And they have documented fucking proof of this. They had this one woman on Vice, dude, the tumors that she had. She had a fucking thing on her head that looked like a softball. Mm-hmm. And and every, she had seven tumors with, with it throughout her body. And the only way you could get into this study that they were doing was you had to be terminal. You had to be dying. You yeah. had to be straight up dying from cancer before they would let you into this study Mm -hmm. everyone in this study was cured to me that's not an experimental study that's a fucking cure yeah Mm -hmm. but like you said there's more money in the treatment than in the cure and the people that have patents for the treatments uh they're not going to allow that to come out they will suppress that from hitting the market because they need to make their money while the patent is still active so it'll be another couple of decades before they just slowly wheel this thing out and go, oh, yeah, cancer's not a big deal anymore. Yeah, medicine, plus, plus. it's disgusting, man. It's disgusting. The whole medical uh, field is a sham. Now, I'm not going to say it's a sham because there's a lot of good doctors and nurses and sure. people like that. They don't have access to this kind of shit, and they would love it. You yeah. Know, they would love nothing more than to walk in and have a terminal fucking cancer patient and give them some kind of fucking shit that all of a sudden miraculously two weeks later they're cancer free oh yeah there's there's i'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of doctors out there that would do that yeah to me this is all legitimately population control that's all it ever really has been is a form of population control we can't do it as blatantly as china can and just say yeah every time you have a girl we're killing that bitch no, we have to actually inject stuff out into our society to actually actively control our population. That's right. And the th- internet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, watch. Um, I mean, Dallas Buyers Club is a very interesting movie uh, in all this where, you know, the, the dude has AIDS and he starts getting or HIV. He starts getting all these experimental treatments that are starting to really help you know, pull back, you know, his sickness. And then magically, all of a sudden, the FDA swoops in and cancels out all those treatments, right. make sure that they're not being allowed into the country anymore. Yeah. And if you want to get a little more in, in my wheelhouse, uh, conspiratorial, look at one of the key figures that was at the, the front of the AIDS deal. He's a familiar name. One Anthony Fauci. Mm. And if you read some of the shit he was writing about that back in the day, you would it wouldn't be such a leap to question what he was saying while he was saying it during this pandemic. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying about, you know, I appreciate what John Stewart said, but fuck him for waiting to say it till now. Same thing with all the doctors and people in lab coats over the last year that were towing the line for the grand messaging that was coming out. I, I I get it. You're you work for a private scientific firm or whatever, but you're getting grant money from the government, which means your messaging is just government messaging. You're worthless and you shouldn't be listened to um, in the next one. Well, Fauci must have been a Lakers fan 
<laughs> oh. That's all I can say. Oh shit! Don't looking. worry, Magic. We yep. got the good juice yeah, over here. Yeah, Magic. Yeah, we got the good stuff for you over here, Magic. Oh. <laughs> I have seasoned yeah. tickets, you know. Yeah. I can't let this go to waste. You're still alive, <laughs> and Freddie's dead. Oh jeez, I didn't really care for his songs. Yes, I didn't like any of his songs. He, his pants were too tight. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, I mean, something and that he did. Was gay. <laughs> well, that's the most important part. <laughs> something that did come out of this also this week, as they're still trying to control all this. I mean, one of the our friends of the show, GN, had a while back sent me a link for a petition to sign for America's frontline doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is an organization that actively. Um, dissents against all the things that we're being fed about the coronavirus they actively tell you no this is the other side of the argument and magically all of a sudden one day amazon sends them a little notice 72 hours we're cutting your shit off of our servers because you are spreading disinformation yeah you're saying the no-no stuff it's not approved by our by our grand overlords and you shall not exist in this in this medium and that's been going on uh, like i said if the last 18 months hasn't completely just shaken people out of their fucking slumber and out of their stupor and just gotten to a point where it's like all right who's there's there's known entities that will willingly rile you up and lie to you like that's not even a question anymore and it's just funny how quickly like the narrative can change and like oh well now it's acceptable to talk about this but you were ruining lives when it was not popular to say this. Yeah. Fuck all of y'all. Yeah. Fuck all y'all. And that's why I say it's not a bad idea individually to keep score of this shit. Keep track of who was on what side when the shit was happening because some of them you can trust and others you can't. And and I don't do much research on our on on our podcast or what number it is or whatever, but the doctors from California, we have a podcast with those guys on. I don't know if we ever released that. Did we not? I don't think so. Oh, I well, think we, then, re- we recorded our reaction to it, and it's somewhere, but it's not an episode that's out. Okay, well, if I the was epi- not on that one. If I? the episode is not out, we're, we need to put that out. We need to put that out. I mean... Because it, it, it documents what we were talking about and what we were at thinking the time. at the time. Yes. And this was in what? March, April? Like April. We, yeah, April. It, was, it was before we started launching, before we launched the podcast. That's right. the only reason why it's not out. Right. And these are the, do- these are, it was two doctors in California. At the Accelerated Urgent Care Center. Yes. And they were talking about coronavirus and how uh, hydroxychloroquine worked. Yep. <laughs> how it, uh, that the virus was not as bad as everybody was making it out to be. And they were all for herd immunity. Mm-hmm. And, those guys got canceled quicker than I mean they were they were off the internet completely within like with, twenty four hours within, yeah <laughs> I mean within a week you couldn't find it anywhere yeah. you couldn't find it anywhere well and we have the whole have shit to, recorded you so have to, you have to go to the real fun parts of the internet to find yeah. it but it's not it was it was obviously suppressed and if you even like I was sharing links of it on Facebook and those. I didn't get banned. I didn't get a warning. They just didn't exist anymore. Right? They, they just were just didn't gone. put them up there. Yeah. Like because I would share it one day and it was there. And I'm and, and these are in private groups. Yeah. On Facebook. This is before they started doing massive. It was purges. on my page for a day. Yeah. And then all one of a sudden day. it was that just. Was it. And I went back because I was getting notifications and people are commenting on it and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I go back and I look. There's no more notifications for it. 
And then I go back on the page and I can't, it's just gone. It's like, we're not going to get you in trouble. We just can't have this shit yep. out here. Same thing happened with me. I put it, the, the, when, when the shit came out and we had the video, mm-hmm. I put, immediately put it on my Facebook page. It, it was, was like, everybody needs to watch this now. One day. Yeah. Is that, that's all you got. That yep. was it. Yeah, I went on there the next day. It was gone. Yeah. It was gone off my feed. It was gone off of YouTube. It was gone off. I mean, there were still places on the net you could find it. And I'm sure there's somewhere out there you can still find it. Yeah. But hey, like, bitch, if you, you can't find it anywhere, hey, we got it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> we release, that, we'll release <laughs> that shit as a bonus episode. That's right. We're going to pull the, pull that fucker out and let people hear what was going on at the time yeah. and what those doctors were saying. Yeah. And now... All of a sudden, since it's magically over, mm-hmm. and uh, it's okay to say, oh, I could have come out of the fucking lab. <laughs> oh, it could have been this. It could have been that. Well, we're, we'll put that shit out on a, uh, we'll, we'll make it as like a bonus thing or something mm-hmm. and put it out. Let people hear it. You guys hear it. You can hear what we heard. And comment on it, you know, and we're we're actually commenting on it while it yeah, goes along. We're, we're playing and pausing it and giving our takes. And I, I I guarantee you, I haven't listened to it since we recorded it. Right. I guarantee you, I probably say some shit that I don't believe anymore. Uh, I probably didn't go far enough back then. Right. But I was definitely open to and promoting the questioning of what the fuck we were supposed to think about it. And that's all I'm trying to get out now is... Well, not now. I'm going to do this every fucking episode. Any time that there's something that comes out that I think has a massive whiff of bullshit or they ain't telling you the fucking whole deal, I'm going to come out against it. That's just the that's just where that's just where I reside. Yeah. Question everything. Yeah. That's it. And you should. You should question every fucking thing that you're told. And coronavirus is going to be the same thing as what the Iraq war became as far as for politicians, Mm -hmm. you know, that that was the big argument probably starting somewhere around 2007, 2008 was, Oh, I was not in support of this from the beginning. And those were the politicians that a lot of people started getting behind. That's going to be the same thing here is I didn't trust coronavirus from the start. I was not listening to the narrative because something was wrong. Well, it's funny, like, you know, back in 08, or 07 and 08, the only politician that was saying that was Ron Paul. Yeah. And maybe Democrats were saying it because they have to take the opposing side, but even that wasn't safe on their side because you're talking about national patriotism. Like both sides have to hold up that, you know, ideal, uh, or at least back then they did. But Ron Paul was the first one, especially on the Republican side that had a a wonderful back and forth. He roasted the fuck out of Rudy Giuliani uh, because Ron Paul was saying, you know, all of the things that you weren't allowed or supposed to say back then now. And a lot of that really came up in 16 where now it's politically okay. And actually it it's politically beneficial to come out and say that we should have never gone into Iraq. It was a total fucking farce, you know, Fuck, Trump said on the debate stage to Jeb Bush, your brother lied us into that war. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing how things are, you know, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, in the no-go zone, like, you're not allowed to speak. Yes, we're the country of free speech, wink, wink. But don't you dare say this, like, oh, you'll be a pariah. To And different topics have different time period some have to burn a little longer before it's acceptable 
But I think that time is chopping down with information, with the internet, and with people uh, having at least one day to right. get the message out before it gets nuked. And so it's just it's uh, it's disheartening to see that that's still a thing that we live within. That you're not you're still not allowed to say shit. And the only reason why you're not allowed to say it is because you're fucking up somebody who wants to maintain and wield power. And that's all it is. And that's, yeah. that's, that's political all it's expediency. Been. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And similarly, let's get to something very recent. Uh, as of yesterday, uh, Juneteenth, everybody. We all grew up with the the grand tales of the the wonders and mysticism of Juneteenth, right? We all had it in our grade school curriculum and we just grew up you know campfire tales about juneteenth and how it should always it should be at the forefront of every american's oh you didn't yeah none of us did the shit came up because somebody read a wikipedia article a year ago when at the height of the race tension and they said oh well, this should be the most important thing and this should get elevated and should be a national holiday and you got republicans uh supporting it you got democrats pushing it and and i fucking hate it I fucking hate it. And I'm, I'm sure people are like, Jim, I'm not really that tuned in. I'm not really paying attention to Juneteenth. Why are you against it? It sounds like they're just commemorating uh, the end of slavery. And that's a good thing. And I'm like, yeah, numb nuts. It, that is, but that's not what this is. This is, this is a rewriting of history so that they keep the dumb people uh, supportive of this whole idea that white Southerners would gladly welcome back slavery if they weren't constantly being reminded by new historical data that uh, it was so bad and that it should be celebrated when when we find a date where Texas was notified to free their slaves. It's like, well, that's not exactly historically. Freedom good, slavery bad. Exactly. If they really wanted to honor the end of slavery, it should be December 6th, 1865. Yeah. When the 13th Amendment amendment was uh was passed not this date because it it means nothing well they got to make it in the summer you know because it's warm it's nice weather i i I do find it wildly i do find it wildly ironic and for all of the ways that i'm not supposed to say that they put it on father's day that's just uh that's just irony at its finest (laughs) why why jim well, you know, if, if if a lot of people aren't really able to celebrate holiday, you know, a certain holiday, it's always it's always good to give them something else at the same time to celebrate. So they don't. I, feel I don't like know what you're talking. Well, what, what people? Yeah, well, <laughs> what do you mean, you people? So I I made a few notes about it because, in all honesty, I'm not going to go out and say Juneteenth is bullshit. You should tear it down. But if you put hashtag Juneteenth on Twitter, it immediately comes up with a black fist, the black fist of communism. Not the black fist of fighting for our rights. It's it's Marxist bullshit. Anyway, so I just I was just you know I was wondering I was like we didn't hear anything about this for the longest nothing at all, and then all of a sudden last year poof it's now that's this own thing and it's got a movement behind it and it's it's one of those things that you're not allowed to question that immediately is going to make me question it based on everything I just spent the last forty minutes talking about. Let me look into this. Why the fuck is this all of a sudden so important? As they're you know, trying to rewrite history. And and these these are mainly my opinions to it. But to me, it only exists to keep the false narrative going that slavery only existed in the South and that the Civil War was only fought to free the slaves. It wasn't. Uh, they didn't give a fuck about the slaves. 
They wanted slavery to end so that the South would stop being so financially, you know, strong because they were kicking the North's ass uh, as far they paid 70 to 80 percent of the federal taxes. They were they were the financiers of the country at that time. Uh, The South was wildly rich and they needed to compete and they couldn't compete because when you have unpaid labor, which is bad, uh, they can't compete on that level. So they said instead, well, you know, 40 percent tariff on all goods coming out of the South and the South said, fuck you. Fuck that. You're not you're not coming in to take our fucking money. And so it was a war much like most wars, much like the Revolutionary War. It was a war on taxes. That's how it started. Now, it became about slavery because slavery was at the root of it. If you didn't have slavery, then the South wouldn't have been as rich and as strong as it was. But the North North didn't give two fucks about the well-being of slaves or black people. Think about the time period you're talking about here. Mid-1800s in Boston. You think that they were just cozying up to a bunch of blacks? Saying, come on, live in my house with me. Oh, no, just, I mean, stop and look at the treatment uh, from Abraham Lincoln to the Union soldiers that were black. I mean, they were treated terribly. I mean, Robert E. Lee gave up his slaves. Ulysses S. Grant kept them after the war. So it wasn't about slavery. It, it was about it was about the South seceding because they were railing against the, the high tariffs that that the government was placing on them. So they seceded. They say, not only we're we not going to pay these taxes, but we're going to be our own confederation of states. And at first Lincoln came up with his initial proposal for the 13th amendment was going to make slavery permanent on condition that the South accepted these tariffs. He didn't give a fuck about slaves is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, of course he he was going to make slavery a permanent fixture in America. It was going to naturally die out anyway, the industrial revolution and technology um, that it was naturally going to go away. But that war was not fought to free the slaves, but out of the goodness of the northerners hearts because of the white southerners being so bad. That was not it. They just couldn't compete. And which is natural. You can't compete when your competition has a much shorter expense list than you do. And that's what it was about. Um, it, it had fuck all to do with the goodwill of the Northerners. And I'll agree with anyone that slavery is bad. Obviously, just like Doug said, slavery, bad. But inaccurate history doesn't make slavery any less bad. It just serves. It's seriously all it does. Is it just serves as a continued hammer to keep dumb people divided uh, and they can only unite around the idea that Southern whites welcomed and would w- gladly welcome again slavery. And naturally, if the false claims continue, you will naturally have ignorant idiots defending the worst accusations because they'd rather be the thing they're called instead of working towards being historically accurate. I.e., if I'm going to be called a racist for not following their narrative, then I'd rather be the thing they believe me to be, regardless of how incorrect my accuser is. And, you know, and that's pretty much the gist of my notes on it is incorrect history does not change what actually took place. It, if anything, it does more damage because it leads you down this road of believing something that didn't happen. So now all of the lessons you could take from it are invalid because you're, you're missing the whole point. So maybe, okay, maybe school me on this a little bit because the part that I definitely brought out from learning of Juneteenth that I might be mixing up my events Mm -hmm. is Tulsa and 
um, the community of black business owners. Yeah, the bombing of Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's all about, no, no, it's actually about the time where Texas gave up their slaves and they were the last state to do it, which is all bullshit. They were still slaves after yeah. this. After Juneteenth, slaves still existed. It, it, the Because there's clips going around of Biden talking about the bombing of Black Wall Street in Tulsa. And he was referring to it as Juneteenth because that's what it was last year. Yeah. But now it's like, wait, 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 let's apply this word Juneteenth to the abolition of slavery in Texas. Like Texas really had fuck all to do with the civil war or slavery in general. There let's were, make something that happened in December, the whole month of June. Exactly. Let's do that. That's, that's pretty much my point is none of this is historically accurate and slavery still existed and they were still slaves even in texas well christmas isn't historically after juneteenth i mean you know there's none of this shit is historically accurate except maybe the day somebody got shot yeah you know that's a that's a date you can remember yeah i'm just uh (laughs) i don't know you got shot in the head on this day i'm just saying when when you put the little black power fist up next to juneteenth i'm immediately gonna go hey what the fuck like what the, what the fuck is this guy well did you hear what the lieutenant governor in north carolina had to say about critical race theory i did not oh wow you need to you you people out there need to check this guy out <laughs> his, his <laughs> lieutenant governor mark robinson and yes he is a black man and who has he got something to say he does when you talk about critical race theory which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other how to dislike each other. That's pretty much what it's going to all, pretty much what it's gonna all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids? This white kid right here got it better than you because he white? You're going to personally tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get, first of all, because right, I only got five minutes now, not five minutes. Two medical degrees. No mom, no dad in the house. Work my way through college. Sat there and hustle my butt off to get through college. You going to tell me somebody look like all y'all white folks? Kept me from doing that? Are you serious? Not one white person ever came to me and said, well, son, you're never going to be able to get nowhere because you know the black people. But guess what? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against stuff because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't going to be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't going to let you get no, oh, you know you're not going to be able to do it because you know, the, white, the, the white man, the white man going to keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now? Are you going to sit here and tell me this lie or critical race theory? Uh, this 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 is the reason why black folks can't get ahead because of white folks? Are you kidding me? This is what we come to now. I can't believe we even talking about this right now. The last thing I'm gonna say right here is something that's crazy. Martin Luther King said he wanted his kids to grow up in a world where they are judged by the contents of their what? Yeah. Their character, not their skin. Yeah, if they let this stuff go on right now, it is absolutely doing the complete reverse of what he's doing. So when February comes, don't talk about Martin Luther King. I'm in the hood, I'm in the communities. I'm out there with folks in their face. I've been doing stuff since I was 18 years old, talking to black folks. You know what? None of them are buying this nonsense. None of them are. But if you want to implement this into the school system, I guarantee you to the day that I die, I'm going to be the very person right there debunking stuff, tearing stuff down, letting them know they can do exactly what I did and get exactly where I am by putting themselves work and getting there. And ain't not one white person ever going to keep any of them from getting there. So the CRT stuff, BS. CRT. 
I love Amen, it. Amen, brother. I love it. It, that, sounds, it yeah. sounds like that MLK supporter is going a little more in the Malcolm X area, yeah, and I yeah. fucking love it. He, oh, he, yes. You got to fight guy, against this shit. That's just a little piece of what of what this guy's about man you really mark robinson check him check him I out i am a fan Le- lieutenant governor of north carolina watch this motherfucker and that is the way that it needs to be talked exactly, about exactly yes. because it is a black man talking to the black community and anytime any white person tries to say anything to the black community it's all the, it's all of a sudden racist yeah. if you say something but with him saying it now, if you took a white man and said what he just said Oh man, you'd be crucified. Yeah, oh, you'd, you'd be crucified to, as the oh, racist. This guy just hates black people. But that guy right there, that watch that dude. That yeah. dude, that dude could be that dude could be a very, very uh, strong political opponent, a, a very influential Rising. person for yes. sure. And the the way I said it, the way I, I did a minute ago, uh, you know, going from Malcolm or going from Martin Luther King to Malcolm X was Malcolm X was not shy. About he was not about. Let me speak to them with peace and love. He was like, "Fuck this! Those people are the fucking devil. They don't have your best interests at heart. They are they are a, a fucking. They aren't even a wolf. They're a coyote. Right. They're sneaky. They're plotters. Yeah, you know they'll they'll come up acting like they're your friend. You know, at least the wolf will show you his teeth, and he knows you know where you are with them. And and that's why that guy's." Speaking like that is the way that this shit has to be spoken about. Not in this, hey, guys, I know that as a white person, we've got a checkered past with blacks, and we've done a lot of bad things. And you immediately start making concessions. They're just going to go, yep, thank you for your time, and just keep it moving. They're going to keep pushing this thing through because they're like, there's no serious pushback to this. We can get any agenda through because we make somebody believe that they have to carry decorum and speak very you know, pleasantly about, I highly disagree with this. I think it's going to do grain, you know, grand damage. No, fuck that. You need to speak like that man did and say Mm -hmm. vehemently how fucked up and retarded this shit is. Well, and it's, it's stark. The, um, the optics that are being fed on every American citizen on the daily it's very much they want you to see a certain narrative so that you can be controlled. I say this almost every podcast mm-hmm. that you are being willfully lied to to subvert you so that you're not paying attention to the actual evildoers. They are trying to divide every single one of us and it's not just as insidious as a race war it will also turn into parts of the black community against the other parts of the black community because one will support um the message while another one will not it's only meant to tear down there's no doubt about it there's no and what like you said it, it puts a lot of white people in a soft place where they don't feel like they can speak out against it at all. Right. Because they would willingly be steamrolled by critical race theory than to speak out against it. Right. And what ends up happening is you you don't address the way that he said it is you you're telling black people that you automatically cannot achieve anything because you're black. And by the way, your neighbors got it so much better than you only because they're white. That immediately is going to take any will and desire out of the black community to achieve anything, and they will naturally fall into a state of uh, poverty and crime 
and those two are going to end up spilling out into everyday society and make their life worse and everybody they encounter is worse. Any successful person, it doesn't matter what color they are, any successful person would not let any kind of bullshit get in the way of their success. Mm -hmm. And this is bullshit. Yeah. This is straight up bullshit. Well, and going into the, this is only going to result in the black community being destroyed from the inside out. Right. Like this is, this. if you actually care about black people, you will not, you will not celebrate Juneteenth. You will not celebrate critical race theory. You won't celebrate all these diversity hires just for the sake of them being black. You will, you will strive to look for genuine heroes that actually accomplish something. And didn't just fall into the the this paradox that they're trying to wheel out that you know this whole critical race theory thing. You got to fight against it because if not, you'll the results are dire. This, this is, isn't anything to be fucked with. Yeah, it, but dude, it's something to make snowflakes feel better about themselves. Correct. While exactly their community goes down the fucking yes, shitter, to shit. and they look around and just go, "Wow, look at!" But look at how diverse we are. <laughs> There's virtue in how diverse we are. It's like I don't give a fuck about the the makeup of the community. I give a fuck about the content of the people in that community. I don't want to live where there's a bunch of shitheads that are comfortable with robbing, stealing, like killing. Portland, like Portland, Oregon. Or like Buckhead, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And this is the next story I'm, I'm trying to work into is, you know, if you start buying into these narratives that are very well crafted for very nefarious means and they get people's buy-in because they want them to feel good about themselves, you get... You get what's going on, like you said, in Portland and Atlanta and every major city across the United States, crime, violent crime, not like, oh, you ripped off your your tag on your mattress or <laughs> or you filed your taxes three weeks late and didn't pay. You know, not that petty bullshit. Real deal shoot you in the face crime. There was a viral video going around. And like I said, I think I brought this up either last week or the week before about an Instagram account that I highly advise everybody go watch. Or subscribe to whatever it's called. Go follow ATL Scoop on Instagram. They have the real shit that's going on, at least in Atlanta. Every city has one, by the way, an account like this. I follow one in Chicago. And in all honesty, if you didn't know what city you were following, it's all the same. It's all people doing fucked up shit to each other and and just society kind of just showing its, its fray. And it's not good. But there was a viral video that was going around, at least here in Atlanta, of two teenage kids outside of, guess the only location, Lenox Mall in Buckhead, <laughs> the, the one place that you couldn't pay me to fucking go. Uh, if I drive by that place, you know, I'm, my head's on a swivel. It's in, for anybody that doesn't live in Atlanta and doesn't know, Buckhead is the high-end neighborhood of Atlanta. It's got like the highest mean or median income is it's where the millionaires and the people that want to be millionaires live. Yeah. It's where Elton John lives. Correct. Yeah. It's where all the celebrities live in Atlanta. They have at least a spot in Buckhead. He's the queen of Midtown. I actually delivered there last week and saw the guy from the Allstate commercials. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, the guy <laughs> from the Allstate commercials. Lives there. <laughs> yeah, see there. But it's, it's, it's Atlanta's Beverly Hills. His name is Pedro Serrano. 
by the way. Yes, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Robin and I were talking the other day because he told me about this encounter, and I was like, "Isn't that Joe Boo from uh, <laughs> Pedro Serrano?" Oh fuck! Yeah, we got that guy in our city. What now, bitches? I, I, I can't say for sure it was him, but it was a spitting image. I mean, and definitely when he saw me uh, looking at him, I wouldn't backtrack now, Ron. I just no, no. I just own it. Just roll with it. You saw him. Nobody can tell me any different. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he saw me looking at him, he, he did the whole kind of looking down, do anything but pay attention to this guy noticing me. So um, it, it very much looked like him. So I think it was. I wouldn't doubt it. Not down there. But uh, I'll say this. Like, Georgia has two locations that you won't find me. At least unless something drastic changes. That is Lake Lanier and Lenox Mall. Because they both be killing people at those two places. The, the body count. I don't know who has a higher body count. Like, Linux is really trying. Linux is crazy right now. Yeah, Linux is. is really trying to go for that Lake Lanier body yeah. count. Yeah. And uh, it ain't good. So, yeah. if anybody's coming to Atlanta ever to visit, stay the fuck out of Buckhead until they figure out what the fuck's going on. And they're not drowning at Linux Mall. Oh, no. No. But there's there was this viral video where these two teenage kids are robbing a security officer. Heads, hey, dipshits, security guards don't make that good money. No. Um, at all. So out of all the people in Buckhead that you could be robbing, you chose the poorest one. Right. So first of all, intellect is lacking. <laughs> but they ended up shooting this guy point blank three times. Oh, shit. He's still alive. At last check earlier today, I checked. He's still in the ICU. This shit happened like a week ago. And it's a video that went around. I saw some other videos of bystanders that were there, saw the whole thing. And, but as bad as that is, that's a normal daily occurrence in Buckhead. And it's been this way for the past year and a half. And it's been getting progressively worse for the last decade. Uh, if anybody remembers Ray Lewis, the, the <laughs> Baltimore Ravens Hall of Fame linebacker, he kind of got wrapped up in a murder yeah. in Buckhead. It, it has a, a, a checkered stabbing. past. A stabbing, if I remember. It has a checkered past, Buckhead does. It Found it, in the trunk of a car. Yeah. That, uh, that I he believe was he was in. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But he knew nothing about it. No, I mean, I, I forget it. I forget bodies in my yeah, car yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, had nothing to look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Buckhead is a place that attracts everyone, but only the rich people can live there. And now the rich people are getting pretty fucking pissed off and fed up that at the rate at which all these violent crimes continue to happen. Like Ray Lewis was an offshoot one thing. and But ever since this whole uh, Black Lives Matter thing has really kicked off, a fuckload of police officers in major precincts are just fucking walking. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't put up with the shit either. I'd be the fuck out of there. Portland, Oregon. That yep. happened this week. Yep. 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 Their entire SWAT team yep. fucking 50, said we're 50, out. Yeah, the uh, crowd control. Yeah, I mean they're still on duty, but they they're totally like, we, we will not the assignment. Yeah, yeah. we will not uh, be active SWAT. You yeah. have to get somebody Enti else to entire do this unit. shit. That's yeah. crazy. And so, and the same thing has happened nationwide, right? You know, we're hearing about it in Portland because Portland's a hotbed spot. We're hearing about it in Atlanta because we live here, but it's happening at every major yeah. city. Yeah. And what's the natural result when you reduce your police numbers? It's actually surprising. Violent crime happens to go up. Now, I know we got friends of the show that are uh, that have said certain things about, you know, cops don't prevent crime and all that shit. And I understand you can't prove a negative. You, you can say, well, they've increased the number of police, but it, their crime rate stayed steady. So therefore, cops don't prevent crime. And I'm not I'm not going to 
go out here and simp for the cops and say that all the things they do are good. That would just be fucking retarded. But one thing that you can guarantee is if you have no police, people are going to get shot in the face a fuckload more without any regard. Now, personally, I would rather uh, the 50 people that witnessed this security guard getting shot three times that every fucking single one of them were packing and they unloaded on these two kids the second they saw the gun come out. That's what I would prefer. That would be a community that I would want to live in. One where there's so many goddamn guns, you don't know where the fuck they are, and you can get got by anybody if you step the fuck out of line. That's just me. But I know, I'm, I'm, I'm radical. So let's stay within this normal paradigm of police are the ones that have the monopoly on the enforcement and use of force. Sounds like you want to live in Tombstone. I, it, here's the thing. There's places in America, the lowest crime uh, places and the places with the least amount of shootings have the highest amount of gun ownership. Oh, well, of course, yes, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Man. And and everybody's rightfully so sucking Texas's dick and all these other states that are having constitutional carry. And I couldn't support it enough. Applause. Surprised we even have to fucking do this. But the fact that that's not where we live, and you can't just have guns open carry willy nilly wherever the fuck you want. The only other recourse is you need a heavy police presence at this fucking mall because this is where the shit's going down. This is where you should direct your attention. So that's not happening because they don't have the numbers. Um, and this, the citizens of Buckhead have had a fuck enough. And this has been talked about for a, a decade that Buckhead wants to secede from Fulton County. They don't want their tax money being dispersed all around the county when, when they can't have the level of say-so about their community as they would like. Because Southwest Fulton ain't nothing like Northeast Fulton. Oh, no. The difference in average income is in the millions. You know, you have straight up poverty down by the airport and you've got mansions on the north end well, of the same Fulton, county. I mean, dude, when you look at Fulton as a county itself, it is huge. It's huge. It goes mm-hmm. all the way from the airport all the way up here. All yeah. the way up, up you know, it's in, a, way, it, north is, way north. It's of the a city. really retardedly drawn it, county. It, it is. It yeah. should be. If they if they really want to, you know, change shit, they should make North Fulton and South Fulton. Yeah. that's uh, There should be, if you, if you want to, or just split it up and call it something different. Say Fulton County and... Bunker you know, like, County. like Milton, you know, the city yeah. of Milton, yeah. you know, they, they, they're like, fuck you, Alpharetta. We want to be Milton. And that's one thing that and, we've seen living in Atlanta, uh, for my whole life, but the Olympics brought about a shitload of growth, both oh, yeah. in population and in business. And it, it's nothing like it was before 93 when they announced that the Olympics were coming. I remember, I remember pre-Olympics Atlanta and it was rural. It was like a smaller Charlotte yeah. is now. Yeah, but, you could go to underground Atlanta still. <laughs> yeah, well, even then it was a little, it was a little touchy. <laughs> you were <very> carrying, <laughs> but with the amount of people flooding in, you had new towns pop up all over the fucking place. And then w- even within those new towns, you had people saying, "Fuck that! I want my tax dollars to stay over here." And so this isn't abnormal. This de- redividing right. of like, okay, well the. The area has changed drastically very recently. I think we don't need to adhere to these old county lines. And I'm down for it. I think the people that live in an area should have to say so about how their community is run. No problem there. But this week, some shit actually went down. It went from just talk, which it has stayed at for a decade, to actually filing divorce papers. And I'm going to read through a little article here uh, off of Daily Mail. 
where the headline is Wealthy Atlanta Suburb of Buckhead Files for Divorce as Crime Soars. A leader in the movement for the wealthy Atlanta suburb of Buckhead to secede from the city has blasted the mayor over rising crime in the area, saying a divorce is inevitable. Quote, we filed for our divorce papers at the city of Atlanta and our divorce is final, said Bill White, the CEO of the Buckhead City Committee. White also slammed Atlanta leadership, including Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, accusing her of ignoring soaring crime in Buckhead and presiding over a demoralized and underfunded police department. Now, that is true. I will say this. She has been non-existent on anything that's been going on in the city. She just went to the fucking islands on a vacation during all this just to get the fuck away. But the first thing she does when she comes back, she signs a mayor's order making, I think, 150 uh, single-use bathrooms uh, not gender-specific. And everybody's like, oh, hey, hooray. It's like, maybe pay attention to the exponentially rising violent crime going on in your city. You're the mayor. That's your job. So I can piss in the ladies' room? Yes. Wow. Yes. So Thank- big ups on us. Thank you, Keisha Lance Bottoms. <laughs> yeah, sorry, ladies. You're going to have to wipe that seat a few more times yes, because the men are coming. Yes, I mean, they are. the men are... Well, anyway. And we're leaving the seat down. Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> so, so the mayor is completely checked out. She even came out and said she's not seeking re-election. Like, she, like she's already lame duck. She's like, I, I have no fucking control over this city. I've already said too much that I've made half of the police force fucking quit. Crime is out of fucking... I'm just going on vacation. Fuck this. Oh, yeah, you can use your stupid little bathrooms. I'm out. I mean, she's com- like... She's this is, checked out. This is why I've been saying... Get the fuck out of major cities. They are not there. The the near future for big cities is nothing I would want to be a part of or experience right. at all. Right. Fuck urban centers. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been saying, man, it's this is just the beginning. I mean, over the next year, we'll see. We'll see what happens over the next year. Yeah. As you know, we lock down for a year and now we open up and basically as far as opening up we really didn't open up until just a couple of weeks ago when you look at it as a country as the whole country yep so it's only been a couple of weeks so you know hey give it give it till fourth of july (laughs) you're still on like i said i'm gonna stay yeah i'm gonna stay on the fourth of july here so here's here's uh, some stats this is what I was trying to get to. Uh, Daily Mail sucks as far as their article layout. There's too many goddamn things in the way. But anyway, so here's here's just some interesting data. The crime spike in Buckhead so far this year has alarmed residents. Duh. Uh, through last week, aggravated assaults were up 52% in this wealthy enclave compared to a rise of 26% citywide. So they're actually they're more focused in Buckhead. Right. Like the nicest part. Yeah. So they went from like 11 to 22. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's a lot in Buckhead. It is. Robberies citywide were up just 2%, but in Buckhead, they're up 39%, while larceny from automobiles rose 40% in Buckhead and 27% nationwide. But what you're missing, all of these things are still on the rise. 20, even 27% of your car getting fucked up in a major city that already had a car fucking up problem. It's, it's pretty fucking big. <laughs> like, well, look, this is this is what's happened. In the poor communities before COVID, before this lockdown and shit like that, you still had people in the poorer communities that had 
shit that was worth stealing. Now they don't have anything. It, it, and now in the poor communities, those people have nothing. But a, but a signed government check, and so now, obviously, if if you're a criminal and you're broke, where are you going to go steal shit? I'm going to go where the money's where at. Where they got shit. That's it. I'm going to go where the money's at. So when you're and and when you're dealing with a major city like Atlanta or like Chicago or anywhere, I mean, I'm sure this is happening everywhere. Yes. Um, in in wealthy neighborhoods. I mean, I'm sure it's not just Buckhead. I'm sure if you looked at Chicago or you looked at hell, even like Tampa and places like that, I'm sure if you look at that statistic, that statistically the crime that usually stays within a certain area has branched out into a wealthier area. Yeah. Guaranteed that that's happening. And there's a few more data points that, uh, that I want to get out just because they're interesting to me. I, I like stats, <laughs> stats, stats, stats. You don't say. Buckhead's population is 73.5% white and 23.9% black. This compares to the wider Atlanta population, which is 50.7% black and only 38% white. Data analysis shows that Buckhead's population accounts for 20% of Atlanta's population, but more than 40% of the city's assessed property value. There you go. And, and hence, that is why Buckhead is part of Atlanta. Correct. And, and it's been that way as long as I've, as long as I've been here. Yeah. It's always North Fulton has always funded South Fulton. Correct. It's always been that way. Yep. And then you have, you know, Gwinnett and Cobb. And uh, Cobb is like a fucking, they're like a desert. Cobb has nothing to do with Atlanta. No. If you ever come to Atlanta and you go to Cobb County, you're not in Atlanta. No. You you haven't been to Atlanta. The Braves are there. Yeah, but the Braves they're not, are Yeah. They're but, not Atlanta. Yeah. But if you if, if anywhere in Cobb County, that is not you haven't been to Atlanta. But it, now if you come to Gwinnett, Fulton, DeKalb, yeah, you're in Atlanta. You're in the city. Yeah. So when you look at it just in dollars, they were to make like North Fulton and South Fulton. Like say they made the line at say they made it right at Buckhead. Yeah. And and said, okay, from Buckhead South is South Fulton County, Buckhead North is North Fulton County. Mm -hmm. North Fulton County would instantly become the wealthiest county in the United States. I guarantee that. Because when you're talking about Fulton County from Buckhead all the way up to, I mean, dude, it goes all the way up 400 to fucking beyond Alpharetta. Yeah. You know? Up to like ball ground. Yeah. So when, you, when you're looking at that property value, you know, when you're talking just in dollars, signs of property value, I guarantee you in that area. Yep. At North Fulton County, if it wouldn't become the wealthiest, it would be in the top three. And here, guaranteed. And speaking on that. Straight from this article again, Bloomberg named Buckhead the 20th, ri 20th richest zip code in the nation in 2011. It has not gotten poor, by right, the way. Right. Anybody yeah. that knows Atlanta. Now, in 2011, we were still in a building freeze. Yeah. That's yep. where the city's skyline was built up more of cranes that were on stop construction yes, projects yep. that have now since completed and tripled in that area. Continuing, back in 2011... When the average household net worth there was $1.35 million. Average. The, yeah, and that's the net. That's the <laughs> yeah. net now, that's the average net worth. The average household income 
was over $280,000. And that's the average, yeah. 280000 hmm. Because of this, Buckhead is often called the Beverly Hills of the East, or the Southeast, they spelled that wrong, uh, in reference to the upscale city in California. Blah, blah. So you're 100% right, and I totally agree with you. But there was just a few number points there, some data points that I want to get out. And that's back in 2011. Now, on the flip side of what I was just talking about, South Fulton would instantly become one of the poorest yeah. counties in the United States. But there's a, so, there's a way they could rectify that. And, I, and there's just something that I don't ever understand. And I guess it goes into who owns the airport. But they could they could offshoot a lot of the revenue that that airport generates, being the busiest airport in the world now, right. into that community. Right. But they don't want to because the city owns the airport. Right. And they want, and that's how they launder all their fucking slush money, right, so that they can right. go down to the yeah, islands. Yeah, the airport it, is fuck. It's just criminality beyond yeah. uh, uh, people. Uh, anybody that doesn't live here uh, and doesn't really know about all the fights between the city and the airport that's going on, just since I've been here, I, I moved here in '95, so I've been here for a long time. Yeah, but when I moved here, uh, it, there was a fight going on then mm-hmm. between the city and the airport, and yeah. The city just rapes uh, Hartsfield Airport. Yeah. Just rapes them. If this happens, if this actually happens and they redo, it will change the city of Atlanta forever. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, forever. And when you get past a certain point, which to me, it would be 285. I wouldn't go inside 285. <laughs> I, know, I, mean, I know people I, today, Doug, that they will not go inside 285. Yeah. I mean, but that, but under no circumstance, right? They just won't fucking do it. They'll it, catch a flight out of Charlotte. <laughs> they they will just watch sporting events or whatever uh, at home. They will not go in the city. And you know what? I don't think that's the the dumbest thing. That to sentiment do. would go up fifty thousand percent. Fuck yeah, <laughs> easily, <laughs> yeah. easily. If Y'all this are happens. making me feel so much better it's, about my Uber deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like if you if you adhere to what I believe, I think everybody should stay strapped and uh, and I think the more that people know that everybody else is potentially strapped, the less this shit happens. I fully support Buckhead wanting to secede so that they could run their community the way that they best see fit. I understand the natural, you know, reaction that will likely come and it will leave an entire portion of the population feeling more uh, like they're set up to fail. And I get that. But that's not because Buckhead doesn't want to give you money. It's because the people in power don't want to help you at all. They And they have the means to, but they don't give a flying fuck. All, all I can say is if that was to come to pass... Buckhead needs a military base. Yeah, that's that's uh, they would need a military presence always. It'd be like the Gaza Strip. They would need. It'd be like it, yeah. it would be like being in Israel. You know, it, it would. Yeah. It would straight up be that way because when you got an in, I mean, Buckhead. It'd be more like Qatar. They would have fifty cows strapped to the top of their yeah. Lambos. Yeah, <laughs> dude. When you, when you look at when you look at where Buckhead is, you know, it's like northeast of the city. Yeah. Uh, but it's in the city. So, I mean, you got a flank from Bankhead. You know, you got, you oh, know, you got, yeah. you, you got, got weak points. Sides. You yeah. got, yeah, you, you, got, you got vulnerable. Yeah, you uh, got, you got areas, you got areas <laughs> where they can flank you from yeah, fucking, yeah. from, from uh, e- very easily. Pretty so. much any direction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, you, and they obviously need to do something. If Buckhead's going to continue to exist, th- something has to happen. Yes. Because if we lose Buckhead, 
that's going to be far worse yes. for Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing. Buckhead's still going to pay into the state. The state's still going to get a lot of that revenue. It's just not going to go directly to the other corrupt people in the county. It'll just go to their corrupt right. people. And I'm I'm down with uh, you should have a little bit more say-so in, as far as where your money goes. Now what they do after, I don't, whatever. But it's interesting because this has been talked about for so long and nothing's ever come of it. Right. But now, I mean, the fucking CEO of the city council is like, fuck that. Here's our shit. Now let's have this battle in court. And Buckhead's got all the money. They're full of attorneys. And I think they I think they can get this done. Well, and if this happens, like I said, you know, you know what's next? Roswell, yep. Alpharetta, all the all these other wealth very wealthy areas yep. that do have a pocket of poor people are gonna are gonna fucking just jump all over them. And it's gonna get a lot worse before it can get better. And so I agree with you. I think that this is going to be a chain reaction thing and it is going to get worse for those poor people. But a, uh, my hope in humanity is, is that they see that maybe we shouldn't fuck around with everybody so much to the degree that we did to get to this point. Exactly. That we can actually start not critical race theorying people into mm-hmm. this divide and also making everybody think that every cop is out there hunting right. black people for sport right. and we can calm all this unnecessary bullshit down so that the that we can actually live in at least a truthful factual manner and not in all this la la division land right. now that's my hope that's likely not going to happen it will likely only ramp up the divide more and this will get to a hot point well the, the and divide, that's, that's yeah. what i don't want i don't i'm don't hear half the shit I say on this podcast. I say flippantly because I see where it's going yeah. and I want to, I want to just hurry up and get to the point where we have that realization that all this is bullshit, but it has to get worse before that can happen. Right. And mm. I'm not looking forward to the worst part. I fucking dread it, but we're already in that direction. And in a lot of ways we're already in that worst part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, we are, but no, it could get a lot worse. It, there's it always could, room for it to yeah, get worse. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. It could get a lot worse. But if 2020 you know, showed us anything. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's what another thing uh, coming out of this pandemic. And everybody during the pandemic, while they were locked down, um, was mentally, physically, every everything that you can think of for a human and being able to be on the internet the entire fucking time. Now, wh- and, and you said, we both have said this, that 2020 did something to us. Yes. Uh, it, it, it absolutely did something to me. I mean, sitting down here watching fucking riots for 150 days straight you know, was, if, if that doesn't do anything to you, then I don't know what will, yeah. you know? And, and you're watching it, and you're watching this shit in real time and seeing just the total undoing of everything of everything everybody everybody's you know you you undo the police you undo the whole feeling safe in your community you undo that Mm -hmm. and now we're at the point to where it's all been undone that's been done it's there yeah and now you're at the point where you just release all them motherfuckers out back into society. <laughs> yeah. And and go mix it up. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Go do some, go yeah, go have some fun, you know? <laughs> you know. And so this is only just like you said, it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. This is only this is progressively and I, that's why I've been I said on this podcast many times I I don't care about I didn't care about the shutdown and shit like that. I'm waiting for the after effect. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the after effect for me is next year. 
2022. I've always been thinking, once we're out of this, what is 2022 going to look like? What mm-hmm. is it going to look like when we finally make it to 2022? And so far, 2021, I mean, for us only being open, like I said, it's only been a couple of weeks for the whole nation. Yeah. So I'm thinking by Christmas. We'll have a pretty good indicator we'll of what 2022 is. We, we, like. we will have a pretty good idea of what is going to be coming during this same time, during the summer when it starts heating up and and. During the winter, man, I don't know. I don't know what it is about riots and anarchy, and you know, people don't like to do that in the cold. They don't like to do it when it's cold outside. Now, I'll give it to them fuckers in Minnesota. I mean, they were they, they were on it. They were on it. It was cold out there, yeah. And they were out there burning shit down. <laughs> they were keeping themselves warm, you know. So, uh, you know, I'll give it to them. But ba- mainly, when chaos starts, is when it starts getting hot. Mm-hmm. When it starts warming up. And people are fucking sweating, and they're ill, and they're agitated already because they're fucking sweating. Yeah, period. Well, it's, just it's, from being it's outside. Similar to Arab Spring, right? You know where the yes. where war and fighting naturally dies down in the winter, right? But as soon as it warms up, and you can talk to any cop here locally, and I've done so numerous times uh, because of my relationship with a lot of them. And they'll tell you flat out, it's like, as soon as it gets above 80, yeah. you just know that the calls that you're going to have to respond to are going to get exponentially weirder, mm. more disturbing, because people are out and about. Right. Yeah. Crime, you know, if you look at the a lot of the stats that are starting to roll in from 2020, in a lot of ways, crime went down last year. Right, right. Because more people were not mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't they weren't interacting. Yeah. They, but the there crime, was no interaction. But the crimes that were happening were, were fucking off the oh, yeah. chain. That's I because mean, it was the pros out there. This is what yeah. we've been training for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, this, this is no triple A league here. Yeah, <laughs> we've been waiting for this year. Yeah, they were they were stretching and limbering up yeah. last last spring, like, all right, boys, it's yeah. time. Yep. Cops uh, got all these people downtown. <laughs> Cops got all these people downtown to deal with. We can fucking do whatever we, we want. We can run amok. Yeah. We can steal a car, drive it through that store <laughs> yeah. across the street from that police yep. station, and ain't nobody going to do yeah. shit. Nobody's going to nah. come. Put this shit up on on the internet, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that we scare the fuck out of Whitey in suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. yep. And, that, and so, check, and what do they do? I'm not going outside. I'm not going out there. Fuck no. Yeah. So you know, you keep you keep all the sheep in their in their pens, mm-hmm. and then and then all the people that are out there doing the the rioting or whatever the fuck they wanted to call it. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's. I don't know. It just makes it makes sense to me that this kind of shit that we're seeing with Buckhead and with everything, yeah. it makes sense to me. Yep. Because people are going to get fed up very fast yes. with everybody being released out into the wild at the same time again. Because people haven't related with each other for a fucking year. Yeah. And now when you get back out there and you start relating with people, you're like... Damn, I ain't got nothing in fucking. I ain't, I ain't got, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. We ain't got nothing in common. No, no, no. Give me your watch. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, you so, stayed home going your direction yeah. without any interference from anybody else. I've stayed going in opposite direction, and now you're colliding those two. Exactly. And and the and the ensuing fucking thing from that is chaos. Yeah, yeah. it's because gonna I think, happen. I think we can all agree, and we've said it in different ways, but 2020 tested everybody's patience 
So everybody's already very thin on the patience yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Road rage shit's going to be off the charts. It's already been going on here in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Just everyday interactions. Uh, like, I, I am so happy that I work in a capacity where I... I'm get paid so that I don't have to interact with a lot of people. Right. The the point of my job, which I won't divulge here, is to basically work as like an independent contractor all the time solo. I'm, you know, 99% of the time, I don't have to interact with a soul. Right. Yeah. And I I wonder a lot of times for people that have to work in big office buildings with a shitload of different people coming back into the office now because i got some friends that do work downtown and like the bank of america building right that i don't even know how many thousands of people show up every day for work but atlanta is a very diverse uh part of america both you know by race and age and the amount of time you lived here like intelligence every different metric that makes up <laughs> that comprises a human being we've got all of them yes. here yes. just like any other metro uh, metropolitan area but I don't know, I don't know what that, I'm curious, speaking of what you're talking about, Doug, what it's like in those office buildings when, now that people are drawing the shades and going back out to work. Because you know that little Miss Peggy Sue, the receptionist, who is the nicest little lady ever, spent a few too many hours in Q chat <laughs> getting fucking radicalized, thinking yeah. that the president is t- coming to take his seat in August. And then you got another person that only saw how much Whitey wants to kill him. That's my this point. This is not going to be. That's my, that's my point. They all had the internet. Yeah. All, everybody that was locked down, they all, they had no interaction with people, yeah. but they had all the interaction they wanted to with their fucking iPhone yeah. and, and just stayed on it, stayed on it constantly. And they're all looking for their tribe. Yep. Everybody's yeah. at, And if, if you didn't find your tribe over 2020, it I don't think you're ever going to find it. It ain't out there. I don't think, yeah. You are there. your tribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're your tribe. You're, you're, you're your own tribe. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You're so fucked up, you have your own tribe. So, yeah, if you didn't find your tribe in 2020, you're not going to find it. Yeah, yeah. So just give up and adopt another one. And, yeah. like, just, and just like what you were saying with the office buildings and things like that, that's what I'm talking about, man. Everybody, yeah. everybody is in their own zone uh, on everything, on everything from... I hate Trump. I hate Biden. You know, I, or, or Black Lives Matter or gun control or what. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything yeah. is coming out. Even the aliens are here. You know, so and no nobody seems to care about it. <laughs> yeah, no. That's care. the only thing we can all agree on. It's no the, one gives a fuck yeah, about the aliens. Nobody no. gives a shit about the aliens. <laughs> I do. I care about the aliens. <laughs> I, want gray to, I want them to give me as much shit as they have on the aliens. I always have. But now there's more pressing yeah. things right in front of us. And I... Well, it's the like, screw the aliens trying to kill us, or government's actively <laughs> trying to kill us. Yeah, and doing a pretty good, yeah. well, doing a government good job. Yeah. Like, they, could, yeah. they, they could do better. Yeah. Sure. But I, it, when I was hearing you talk about, you know, releasing people back into the wild, I was thinking more of, like, public interactions, like at the gas station. So that's one thing. I just threw in the office park, because I d- I've never worked in a cubicle farm, but I got a lot of friends that have. Oh, I have. And I grew <laughs> up, I grew up, my mom, not in a cubicle farm, but it was in an office with a bunch of cubicles. Now, what what is one thing that you will always find in a cubicle farm? They almost encourage it. It's kind of like office space where it's like, we think you should have more flair. Yeah. Are you telling me to put on more flair? No, but we think it should 
it, you should show something that represents you more. Every cubicle pushes the because it's a it's a soul sucking environment. It is just deme- it's 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 torture. In yeah, a lot of ways, like Joe versus a volcano, where he's talking about the the fluorescent lights just sucking your eyes out. And yeah, shit. and everybody has these prefab little constructed mini walls that they have to live within. That's that my stapler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a lot of those, at least a lot of ones that I've seen, especially if they're not government cubicle farms but they're like private companies or whatever they want you to have pictures of your family have a little american flag have yeah. your you know oh, show we, your flair we have we have <laughs> spirit day on fridays you can wear your favorite you know the color of your favorite sporting team and you're gonna now start seeing little pride flags little black power fists little blue line you know thin blue line flags all of those little fucking things that people started becoming fans of last year are gonna start putting that shit up in their cubicle yep and fucking i want i think that there could be a a suggestion that could be made uh, maybe even a prediction if you will that i think we're going to get some pretty bomb ass closed circuit tv camera footage (laughs) within the next 12 months of some people in the office having enough of their co-workers oh yeah. yeah yeah no and actually leading up to you know being taken out of the office oh, when yeah. i was working um you know we had uh i especially remember uh you know super bowl was coming up mm-hmm. and um they sent out a mass email it was just like show your pride for your team and you know wear your favorite jersey and then the reply alls start happening <laughs> which is always a thing of beauty and somebody comes in and is like I'm not wearing any jerseys for, uh, you know, a bunch of assholes that decide to get on their knees during the national anthem. (laughs) And then you've got, you know, a person echoing over here. This shouldn't be talked about at work. And it's like, you know, oh, you're just a hate monger. And then just everybody replying all, even though the rule is don't reply all. Yeah. And and that's the thing is you. Yeah. Unity's dead. Mm-hmm. The, the, every, anybody pushing for unity hey i love you you're, you're trying to do good but it's a worthless effort we are it's over we're too divided you are not gonna get people coming together and singing kumbaya or uniting around any one thing well actually uh jim i, I do have something that brought a little bit of a chuckle to me um that uh now this might piss you off i'm sure but- it already is <laughs> <laughs> so last month was uh, Pride Month, or is it this month? Oh yeah, this month. Shit, I'm sorry, I don't get the newsletter. Um, so Kellogg's released a cereal, the Altogether cereal. Yeah. Which, um, if you didn't already think that being, you know, any part of the letter out letter soup was disgusting, well, shit, this is definitely disgusting. It's a uh, Cornflakes mixed with uh, Fruit Loops, mixed with uh, Frosted Flakes, uh, mixed with Frosted Mini Wheats, mixed with Rice Krispies, and Raisin Bran. Ooh, leave the Raisin Bran <laughs> and the Mini Wheats out. I'm in. Yeah, it, it, See, I'm opposed to unity. Yeah. Yeah. You push everything into one bowl, all you're going to get is one bowl of shit. Yeah, mushy no, shit. By, you know, nobody two, wants yeah. this. About two minutes after it's in the bowl, it's going to be a bowl of mush. <laughs> That all tastes the fucking same. 
like sugar, <laughs> like a giant sugar cube in my mouth. And I mean, on the on the side of this box, they've got all the pronouns. They're just like, you know, this this is the language you need to be speaking. Now, here's the irony that will not be reported is that Kellogg's, the founding of Kellogg's, mm-hmm. the, the original were cornflakes. And why did they make them, Arona? They it were Nazis. A, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually an anti-masturbation um, cereal. Yes. yes. <laughs> Trying to get people to stop touching their willy. Yep. So here, try this, eat this. And, and it was made by Germans, was it not? I believe it was. Now, the Kellogg's were actually a, a running an insane asylum. Yeah. Yeah. And so Nazi Germany. uh, (laughs) Well, no, they came over here. (laughs) They brought them over. This is actually, I mean, uh, courtesy of the good people at Mental Floss in the young United States. One of the loudest anti-masturbation voices was a Michigan physician named John Harvey Kellogg. The good doctor was a bit uncomfortable about sex, thinking it detrimental to physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. He personally abstained from it and never consummated his marriage and may have actually spent his honeymoon working on one of his anti-sex books. Wow. (laughs) That guy needed to bust a nut, didn't he? He needed to bust a nut hard. He and his wife kept separate bedrooms. Oh, my God. You know, I, I imagine this is how it would sound <laughs> when he busts his first nut. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two more scoops of that. Yo, I'm getting all the scoops, please. What is that, milk? Wow, that was so good. I should create a stereo to stop this. Is that milk? <laughs> Is that milk that coming felt like out? That came right off a honeycomb. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Now, um, so basically, sex with your wife was bad, but masturbation was even worse. Now, my question to you, good folks listening to our show, is: What do you think the good brothers at Kellogg would have been thinking about? LGBTQ, or what's the new? The, there's a there's a letter now in front that they've added. That's uh, well, you got uh, there's so many iterations. You got LGBTQ plus, which just is the one that's like we take everybody except yeah. for white hetero males. Fuck them forever. <laughs> They're the only enemy. But the, yeah, it's it's everything. I can't even keep up. It literally changes. It's like the U.S. national debt. They're just adding <laughs> to it all the fucking time. I can't keep up. I have no idea where the fuck it is. No, it's I, I when I heard that, and I, I mean, I do want to thank, of course, uh, Revenge of the Sis for bringing this to my attention. Very solid show. Oh yeah, amazing! If you're not watching, it should be. Yeah, they're on YouTube uh, every day at 4 p.m. Eastern. They have uh, well, they're a lot like us, but with videos. Yeah, but yeah, that uh, that all t- everything in one, everything's good. It's even better if you put them all together. No, 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 it. It's it's collectivist bullshit, and I yeah. guarantee you that cereal tastes like shit. I don't want raisins oh, yeah. in my Fruit Loops. <laughs> fuck no. Who the fuck Who does? Who no. wants raisins in your Fruit Loops? Where, where's the change petition that's I, been I, I thought, demanding that we put raisins in Fruit I Loops? Thought we were, I thought, you know, when you first started the your spill on, on Kellogg, I thought, well, 
Surely they're not going to divide Fruit Loops. <laughs> they're not going to because they're they're different colors. We can't have yeah. a bunch of different colors in the same box. We can't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm a Post fan anyway. I'm sure the guys at Post masturbated. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure they did. Feel oh, free to and, uh, and drop a line Pebbles, and tell us Oh my god, <laughs> Kellogg's can't hang with that. I'm sticking with the total Chads over General Mills. Yeah. Kellogg's can go suck a dick. Yeah. Which Pope. I know they won't, but... Uh, Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa they'll, Pebbles. They'll Holy push shit. you two. Holy I'm shit. down with whoever did uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So. Instantly soggy. I think that's General Mills. Uh, instantly soggy and fruity taste of Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. I, that was a staple of mine from a young child. This I is, love that This shit. is peak America, though. This yeah. is everything that America is, is that you have a company that shovels sugar into children's mouths Get them obese and and unhealthy early. Get them get them that get them that sugar tap. You know, Oops. spike me up, Doc. <laughs> you got a company now coming out as a brand, talking about how much they care about people and are pushing for all this unity. It's like when, Coke doing a diabetes commercial. Exactly. When the end result is going to be a shittier product that no one asked for, it's going to end up disproving everything you're setting out for. And uh, I see through the it, it, and they're still going to exist. They're still going to make money, and we're still going to be divided. This is yeah. America as fuck, where you got you have parts of urban centers that have food deserts that can't even get actual a grocery store. Yeah, they, they won't build a grocery store there because it'll get robbed every fucking day. And then there's other parts of the planet where people are literally dying because they don't have food, or in some cases, the U.S. is blockading food from entering their countries in turn having a forced genocide super awesome shout out yemen (laughs) but but here in america we've got our companies trying to fall over themselves to do shit like this and it's like can you can can the uninitiated out there start to finally understand why i'm against all of this woke shit it's manufactured bullshit it's manufactured outrage over a non-existent problem that the only result out of this is you're causing more problems all while you're still sitting there pushing bullshit out to poor people to make them unhealthy right. so that when a pandemic happens uh people are getting offed by a, a fucking little breathy disease yeah it's bullshit and wasn't the purpose of being an outlier to not support the system to not you know buy into the machine but now you are legitimately supporting everything the machine pumps out. It's utter, complete bullshit. Yeah, the only true rebels out there are the agorists. And if you don't know what agorists are, they are, um, well, they're the ones that practice agorism. And that is a complete detachment from society. They'll still work and do all that or whatever, but they don't engage in politics they they're like the preppers they would rather just be i'm gonna go build a 20 acre farm fuck off with all of your bullshit i'm disassociating myself from all this stuff i'm not engaging in this in in this technological warfare this culture war this potential civil war i'm 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 getting the fuck out. What society would label a nut. Yeah. Now, when I said that they would have jobs, they wouldn't have typical jobs. They work in the gray market. Right. Or in the black market. Yeah. They 
they undercut every, you know, norm out there. So they're real gangsters. Yeah. Doing gangsta shit. But well, they don't pay taxes. But they're not hood, you know, gangsters. Right. Or, you know, they don't they don't want to fuck with you. Yeah. They're not gonna rob you. They don't want to increase, you know, to the violent crime numbers they just want to be left the fuck alone i'm gonna grow some weed and i'm gonna sell it whether you allow me to or not i'm gonna print some guns and sell those (laughs) whether you allow me to or not i'm just gonna fucking do it it's like the wild west it's like yeah leave me the fuck alone i'm Mm -hmm. out here doing my own fucking thing well and and where that runs in to you know direct conflict is they don't pay taxes correct and that's so, where they so, will become a target of the state. Right. So when you, and when you don't pay taxes and you become a target of the state, which uh, that's, that's another thing that this country really needs to fucking think about is its tax policy. It's truly amazing to me that nobody, uh, and I know what it is. It's a power thing. It's, you know, each side's got their, their, their way to raise taxes or their way, their, they call them tax cuts, but there's never been a tax cut. Mm-hmm. There's that's never happened in government. Uh, it's just shuffling money from one place to another. Yeah, and and it's a, a a huge that's a huge thing to Democrats and Republicans and everybody. Everybody's always about taxation, taxation, taxation. If they Fair really share. gave a fuck about it, and we still we have talked about this, we need to do this podcast mm-hmm. on the fucking fair tax. Yeah. Now the fair tax, even someone that did that, they would be paying taxes. If they went and and bought material to build a house, they're paying their tax on that. Mm-hmm. If they went to if they sold their weed and they took their weed money and they went to the grocery store and bought shit, they paid their taxes. And they bought a car, they paid their taxes. And this whole income tax thing is a it's fear. It's a it's a fear tactic. Mm-hmm. That's what income taxation is. If you can't pay your income tax, and they will put you in jail. Yeah. They will they will put you in jail for working mm-hmm. to make a living to live in the country and because you didn't pay them for the privilege of doing that and what what are they doing for you? They're doing nothing but dividing you. Mm-hmm. They're doing nothing but making you hate everything around you yeah and and i i really believe if the fair tax was enacted i believe a lot of bullshit a lot of bullshit would go away not just tax wise yeah i'm talking fucking community wise as as far as people when they earn their money they keep their money you know even the people that work at mcdonald's and shit like that you know if you work at mcdonald's and you make 400 Fifty dollars a week, and at the end of the week, out of that four hundred fifty dollars, they give you a check for two ninety one. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? If you make four hundred fifty dollars a week, you should get four hundred fifty dollars that week. Yeah, everybody's always bitching about it, but nobody wants to do anything about it. No, and the only way that it would be done is through people, Pe- just people. Yeah, and everybody, if everybody would jump on the fair tax thing and just read it, read yeah. through it. See what it is. It is absolutely the most studied piece of legislation in the history of the country. And it would work. And not only would it work, when you go to your job and you get that $450, it instantly makes the economy huge. It makes it huge. 
because you have more money to spend. You have more money to have a better way of life mm-hmm. for yourself. And you would have to read up on this, but there's something in the tax called a prebate check. And what that is, is everybody in the fucking country would get a check mm-hmm. every month. Everybody. Yep. And what that check would do is it would cover the tax that you're going to be paying on shit that you need to live. It's to supplement the tax for your electricity, for all the groceries that you buy, all of the things like that. Anything else that you buy, anything like a car, a guitar, an amp, a fucking boat, whatever, whatever you buy, mm-hmm. that tax is baked into the price of the item that you're purchasing mm-hmm. because now that's it's flat exactly and that and the tax is already in there it already exists so all of these people that hawk it as oh goods are gonna skyrocket everybody's gonna charge more no they're not it actually because, saves money in production because the tax cost. is already baked into the price that you're already fucking paying right now yeah when you when you pay three dollars and fifty cent which is fucking ridiculous for a loaf of bread mm-hmm. you pay three dollars and fifty cent for a fucking loaf of bread out of that three dollars and fifty cent all of the money that that company has made they have taken to they've taken into the the taxes that they pay on their employees the taxes that they pay for material that they have to make the bread with sales tax all of that shit all of that shit is baked into that price that you bought that fucking $3.50 loaf of bread for. Mm-hmm. And people don't know that. Either that or they're just so fucking stupid that they won't fight for it. And this is something that I've always said. And I will say this. If I may, if, if this is me personally, if something happened to me in my life where I came up with a shitload of wealth mm-hmm. for myself, I would absolutely during an election year, pay for TV time every fucking day on every network that I could get on about the fair tax. And every one of those commercials would be a educational thing for people. Mm-hmm. And I'd get fucking Neil Bortz to do it. He can explain it in terms that simple people can understand. Yep. Uh, and I don't want to call simple people stupid. They're just simple. They don't want to live a complicated life. Yeah. And if this was explained to those people, and they vote, you know, they all vote. If this was explained to people in a way that they could really understand it, that is the biggest change that could ever happen in this and, country. And for all the people that do gripe about, you know, the top 1% not paying their due. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to find their way around certain shit, but they still would be paying in many cases, a lot more because they would have to follow the same rules. Right. Everything they purchase is going to have that flat tax baked in. Right. So I don't understand anyone that comes out against. I'm more. I mean, I will always be more on the gym side of things, where it's like, well, I don't think we should be taxed in the first place. But if we are, this is the. F- it's named after it for the way it is for a reason. It's fair. If you take a hardworking person and put them in prison because they could not afford to pay their taxes, this is not a free fucking country. No. No. It's, no. it's not free at all. And everybody freaking out like, oh, Joe Biden and the 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 socialist, you know, the <laughs> the socialist Democrat. We already have socialism. 
dipshit. Like it, it, we're we're not a we're not a democracy, you know, and and we're not a free country. We're not all the things that they feed you full of. Uh, but we're also not the worst fucking thing either. We're we're not the best. We're not the worst. We're we're figuring it out. Now, yeah, obviously, in ideal conditions, I would not want any taxation. I would want everybody to keep 100% of their shit and spend with their own discretion. But I'm also a realist, and I know that, just like I said a minute ago, unity's fucking over. It's done. It's dead. Because not everybody can handle that. Not everybody. uh, Yes, in my ideal world, I'm an anarchist. And there's not a single penny in taxes. Right. And everybody's armed. And everybody's living under the order in which their community has devised for that area and everybody gets along in that manner and everybody's free to do uh, and be as socialistic or as communistic as they fucking want to be right and if you leave your neighbors the fuck alone my way doesn't have to be your way and your way doesn't have to be arona's way and arona can't tell me shit and everybody just finds a way to get along because it's mutually beneficial to all of us if we all work together because we all can leave all that other bullshit aside because we're not attached by any other means right right that would be my ideal that's never going to fucking happen that's my anarchist uh utopia i understand that's never going to happen but just because that's what i want to have happen doesn't mean that i can't engage in reality every now and then and say i fucking hate taxation i don't think it should exist whatsoever i think the government has uh you know the government only exists to grow and take more from the people that it rules over. So knowing that and thinking of that, if we're going to have taxation, fair tax is the only one I fucking want. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, I love Neil Boards. He's my favorite boomer. Out of all the boomers, he's the fucking best one. Uh, he's shit on a lot of things that I disagree with him on, but it's because he has the boomer take on him. But the one fucking thing... And he's good on a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah, shitting on yeah. Neil. The guy's the goddamn man. Yeah, he's the talk master. But the one thing that he has always been steadily fucking spot on with is fair tax. Is the yeah. fair tax. He's the he's the first person I ever heard it from. Yeah. And I went on there. I got my bumper sticker. I did. I did all everything. You know. I was like when I, when he explained it. And I'm not a fucking you know. I'm not a academic. I'm not like. Uh, some of these guys I listen to when they're trying to explain policy and shit like that to me, I just fucking zone out because I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And what? I, and but Neil Bortz can put things in a in perspective mm-hmm. in a way that you understand what the fuck he's saying. And I would love to send him a message if we could to ask him to be on our fair tax podcast. Because uh, there's so many questions that I would love to ask him that still haven't been answered for me, um, in a in a way that 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 I truly understand. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some of it does get confusing. It gets yeah. very confusing to me. But I do know this: everybody, both sides, uh, especially when you look at the Democrats. Democrats are always talking about we need less prisons. There's all these people in prison. We need less prisons. Republicans are always talking. We need to build more prisons. We need to fucking throw everybody in jail. Uh, now, that debate alone, I would like to see, for example, how many people are in prison for tax, for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. How many people are in prison in the United States right now? Now, what the fair tax does for them 
is immediately gets all of those people out of prison yeah. because they weren't screwed by their, uh, uh, you know, their fucking. I, I'll put it to you this way, Doug. The majority of people that are in jail are in jail for tax related purposes, right. even if it's drug sales. Yes. yes. Because the reason why people in legal uh, states aren't in jail for selling the same substance that their neighbor in another state is, is because they're paying taxes on that. Right. A lot of the reason why, you know, Eric Garner in New York, he wasn't killed because he was resisting or fighting right. cops. He was killed because he, he was subverting ta- yeah. the tax yeah. on cigarettes. Yep. Most people, when they're murdered by cops, uh, well, at least the most, like the most notorious ones, like Ruby Ridge and a lot of these crazy fucking areas. A lot of these, a lot of these drug raids are only because that you have untaxed revenue, right? And the government's not getting their fair share. If the government can get their fair share, they don't give a fuck what's legal. They just want their fair share, or what they they just want their share. I won't say it's fair, right? Uh, to me, there's no there's no such thing as you know taxing a drug, right? Uh, fuck that. But most most of these laws exist, and the and the the American police force is mostly tax collectors, right? In the end, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's revenue. It's most all about of the revenue. laws that they enforce, yeah. Are tax collections. Yeah, that's why the first of every month you should never speed in Atlanta. Yeah. If uh, from the first through the ninth, don't come through here blowing ninety. Yeah. You're gonna because think about it. The reason why they're so hard on guns and and you know, you better have serial numbers on your guns and it's gotta be traceable. No, it's so that they can tax you for that gun. You can't buy certain guns unless you pay the government two hundred dollars for the right to then buy that gun. Right. That's the most anti-American shit ever. But, but if they can put a tax on something, and well, we'll just hike up the tax four hundred percent. Right. And if we want, if we really want something to not exist, we'll tax it out of existence. That's why I'm against taxing in the first place right. because it's it's fluid. They can bump it up and do all this other shit. And it's 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 playing funny business with our funny money. Our entire economic system is is so fucked that. Uh, I want them to take as little as possible. That, that's why I think the fair tax, I really think the way that where the country is right now, if the right person comes along and, and explains the fair tax to the masses, yeah. I'm talking about in mass, it's got to be countrywide. It, this can't be Herman Cain on a stage going, nah, nah, nah. This can't be none of that shit. No. <laughs> and, and even Herman Cain, backed off of the fair tax in the beginning he was offered the fair tax then he came up with his own 999 plan thing it sounds better which would even which would still be better than what we're doing right now but you still have an income tax so what he was doing was he was giving in to the income tax to the whole in- idea of income tax yeah. and that's what the fair tax is about it's about keeping the fucking money that you make and at the end of the year you don't have to file a fucking return you don't have to spend all of that time and money and energy to figure out what the fuck you owe the government oh i didn't pay them enough and then all of a sudden you get a letter and they've taxed you even more Mm -hmm. with a fucking penalty that is more than the tax that you owed. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I have personally done that. I, I have sent in my taxes. I remember one year I was $28 short on my taxes. Mm-hmm. I got a letter back from the IRS. Now this was eight months into the next year. 
that I got this letter. Yeah. All of a sudden, oh, last not year. Quick. Oh yeah, last year you you owed us twenty eight dollars more, uh, and and we just we just discovered this, yeah. right? We just discovered it. So now, trust us, and, we're from the of, government. Now instead of <laughs> owing us twenty eight dollars, you owe us two hundred and ninety three dollars because the penalty for you not paying that was this amount oh and that's I, definitely government math and it's and it is ridiculous it is un-american yeah as fuck and if you if you want to if you want to come after i mean you know taxes to me are a, just a fucking burden and a half this is the biggest thing on the fair tax that everybody talks about what about all the jobs you'd lose at irs no, no you just simply turn the irs into the fair tax they collect the fair tax from all of the companies. So same shit. They're doing the same thing, but instead of fucking just totally harassing the public of America, yeah. they're harassing the fucking companies that put that we and, buy the shit. And from. something that should be sobering in the first place is the the greatest percentage of individuals that are audited are below the $25,000 mark yeah. in income. Of course. Yeah. 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 They want to squeeze you as hard as they can. That's why I said earlier in the podcast, uh, this is what wars are fought over. Mm -hmm. This is how we became a country. Yeah. Is because you had, you had, uh, you had a bunch of people that said, we're fucking not dealing with this. Now theirs was, you know, no taxation without representation, but the whole reason why American America fucking exists in the first place is our founders got together in a in a dark room, you know, in a back a back room in a back alley and made a and came up with a conspiracy. They, and they were smoking weed. They conspired to to secede from England. Yeah. Because fuck your taxes. Yep. The income tax and a lot of people don't know this because our education system isn't built to educate. It's built to create good you know, good, uh, you know, U.S. consumers, yeah. consumers and, and, and military. It's built That's for it. indoctrination. Yeah, it, it's the American education system is only built as a function to pump out uh, people that the American system can can live off of workers. That's yeah, it. That's, that's it. Fucking workers it. and military and make, and make money off of. We want your blood and we want your tax money. Yep. And we want to create, we need to create you and brainwash you for the first 12 years yep. uh, or first 18 years, whatever. But that's what, that's what creates and spawns revolution is when the taxes are, uh, are out of fucking hand. But with the, Oh, it's just a penny tax. It's just a penny tax. You'll hear dumbasses like uh, Pocahontas, uh, Warren, come out and say, what's, what's the big deal? It's just a penny tax. It's like, no, bitch. You're, you're, you're actively uh, lying to everybody and trying to think, oh, well, it's just a penny. I got a, I got a bucket of them. A uh, penny's 1%. Yeah, that's 1%, <laughs> you dumb yeah. bitch. Yeah. And, but because every year or every time I go into the voting booth, Every year, hey, do you vote for this one, you know, penny tax You're on this item so that we can do this? You T-splossed. Yeah. And every year, multiple taxes are getting increased by a percent. What do you think that looks like after 25 years? You just increased their taxes 25% Yeah, from what it originally was. 
Now, I'm not a mathematist, so there's some floating math in there, but I can tell you what you didn't do. <laughs> you didn't lower the tax no. rate. You only increased it, and you voted for it. Right. That's democracy, baby. Yeah. That's why democracy sucks ass. That's freedom. You know, and it, nine times out of ten, you don't end up getting what you put the money down for in the first place. Yeah. So it, here's a quick little lesson on democracy, because we're educating the folks tonight, Doug. Democracy is... If three guys, if there's four people in a room, three of them are guys and one of them's a female, and three of those guys vote to rape that girl, that's democracy. Democracy's mob rule. Just because people were able to have a say so on it doesn't mean you're getting the good the, the good shit. It, it, you can vote yourself into very dumb situations, very bad policies, oh, things yeah. that hurt people. In fact, that's basically the entire history of America is, yeah. well, we're a democracy. The people have spoken. It's like, yeah, but that you've propagandized them into believing this complete incorrect and potentially harmful shit, and you've now made them support your bad ideas. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, democracy is, uh, is, is a trick pulled on morons and idiots, and fuck taxation. Go, Buckhead. Let's go ahead and put the pedal to the metal. And let's split this puppy up and see what happens. Let's get, if we're going to go through some bad shit, I would rather go as fast and as quick through the bad shit as possible. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not, like driving through a fucking storm. And not stringing it out. Yep. And not kicking the can down the road. No. If we're going to go through the bad shit and we're going to go through some bad shit, I would rather go head first, get through it, so we can come out on the other end where we might be able to find uh, something that we can all agree on, and that is leaving the fuck alone of your neighbor. Yeah. Let them live however the fuck they want to live, and the same is requested of of you. Amen. And fellas, I I I, th- I, th- I think we did a thing, and that that thing was a rant. Yeah, yeah, we're known for that around here. <laughs> That's all we did. But if you're still listening at this point, I'm going to ask you once again. I'm going to keep fucking doing it until I see those numbers come up. That's your only job. I'm going to tax you. <laughs> and don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah. Smash that like button. Woo-hoo. Oh, I can't stand them YouTube guys. Oh, I fucking, I fucking hate that. Can't, I can't oh, stand yeah. them. I fucking oh. hate that shit, too. And that's why I put it at the end and not the front. Because right. people that put all their their grifting shit on the front, you know, like, go check out our website. Click on the shop and donate and give us money. Yeah, I just go three minutes in Yeah, I don't on want everything you. I watch. I don't even want your money. I just want as many people that would like to hear this to know that this exists. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only way that happens is if our listeners just share it with somebody that yeah, you think would share. enjoy us dropping three hours of ranting into their life every week. Uh, if you could do that, I would be very happy to come back and do another episode with, with you. With, with the possibility of the use of an N-word once in a while. Hey, you got to linger that out there. You never know <laughs> when it's going to drop, but occasionally, you know. I can't say we don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely can't say we don't do that. Well, well, you know, it's in quotes. I read the news as it's presented. That's it. (laughs) That's it. And you're just quoting what someone else said. Yeah, I'm not going to redact anything. So, uh, you know. That's what the news already does. I'm going to give it to you. That's exactly what they do. I'm going to give it to you as close to how it went down. There you go. And if that means dropping a few N-bombs, well. Like Don Lemon. (laughs) <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> like Don Lemon, we got Don Lemon in the house over here. Oh, oh man. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you what this show's gonna, you know, sound like. I just report what 
what I see. Yeah, me too. And I, I, oh, we all do the best we can. Yeah, you can't really, uh, you can't really gauge what the fuck's going to happen next. Uh, I, I think deep down, I'm, I'm. What I'm saying is, is please release more hunter text. Come on, <laughs> come on, please, just for me. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you know that laptop is. All of nuggets. Oh, you know God. it. I mean, it's got to have at least a 250 gig hard drive. I mean, at least. Yeah. Probably got a five, 500. Ooh, could you imagine 500 gigs of Hunter Biden? Oh, Jesus Christ. You know how much locker room speak is probably loaded in that fucking thing? <laughs> uh, he'd probably make Trump look like Mother Teresa. Uh, oh, and I want all of it. Yeah. I think that's what you should call your porn site. Porn site, 500 gigs of Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Well, I'm quickly running out of things to say. <laughs> All right, fuckers, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>